The Monty Show, Utah's biggest sports talk show. When you're ready to talk sports, all you have to do is find The Monty Show. Streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. Now it's time for the best sports talk in Utah, The Monty Show. Oh, uh, yeah, we on that bucked up life, The Monty Show. Live at the Maverick Center, three minutes early today because Jay's like, hey, man, there's like 12 people waiting. We should really just go. Yeah. We're sitting hey, here, hey, man. you know, looking at pictures of Janine Garofalo back in the day. We should just get rolling. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Janine Garofalo is just the name that popped into my head. Hello to Mayor McCluskey, who is uh, in the chat this afternoon. The mayor is here. Everybody pay your respects. Always good to see the mayor on the Monty program presented by the Advocates, theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business without a doubt. I'm telling you, we saw it happen today, driving over to the Maverick Center this afternoon. We saw a rear wheel drive Mercedes spin out in front of another car and get clipped. It's not your fault if somebody's irresponsible driving in this horrendous snow here in Utah. It's not your fault you got in that accident, but you do deserve representation that you can count on that you can believe in that is professional and experienced that's why you go to the advocates you can chat with them online 24 hours a day seven days a week at the advocates theadvocates.com make sure you tell me you heard about it on the money program hi jake hey money are people making too much out of snowpocalypse i mean you know people are panicking people are spinning their AMG Mercedes out in the snow. That was NAR. It was a beautiful AMG Mercedes Benz. Mm -hmm. I can't roll my tongue for those of you who didn't know that. Mercedes Benz. Right. And uh, he had rear wheel drive. The back end came around. A little pickup truck slammed into his rear quarter panel. It's (coughs) gnarly out there. The thing, and again, I will say, if you don't have all wheel drive and you live in Utah, you probably shouldn't live in Utah. Probably not. Probably I mean, I'm just not. saying, right? Like, it, it's crazy. So be careful out there today. Hey, if you've got a few minutes tonight, head over to the Maverick Center. The snow looks like it is coming to an end uh, here in West Valley City and across uh, the great state of Utah as we are now 3 o'clock Mountain Time. And the snow is supposed to be ending. Um, so come on by the uh, Allen Americans are in town tonight, a heated rivalry, pretty much an entire line brawl, Mm -hmm. including the goaltenders last time these two hooked up here at the Mavs. So come on by 7 o'clock face-off right here at the Maverick Center for your Utah Grizzlies. Use the promo code JYMonty, JYMonty, to get a discount on your Utah Grizzlies tickets. Without further ado, uh, we should probably get to work. Uh, on the Pac-12, because we have breaking Pac-12 news for you today, exclusively reporting here on the show and earlier uh, in the Monty Show members-only group. Uh, If you're not a member, you should consider joining because you'd already know what we're about to report. And and that is that ESPN and the Pac-12 have not spoken in weeks and are at an impasse essentially on the value of Pac-10 football and basketball, I was told today by uh, sources close to the situation that ESPN has told the Pac-12 that they are maxed at $100 million for both football and basketball, which is to say they don't want the whole package. They want a game or two a week in both basketball and football. And boy, is that problematic because the other update we got today was that the Pac-12 is struggling with Amazon and Apple TV 
because they want to close Pac-12 networks. They do not want to continue to own and operate Pac-12 networks. That They want to own a production home, which they already have in San Ramon, California, East Valley, uh, or excuse me, the East Bay in uh, Northern California. Uh, Pac-12 Networks has that already, but that is just a production house. And what I am told that is, is they create feature product. They create website content, social content, features for their TV partners. They are not a full service production house. So they can't go to Cal and Stanford and pull up in a TV truck and produce that game. Or at least they don't want to. And the problem is Amazon and Apple TV, neither one of them do that either. They use third parties like, for instance, Thursday Night Football was farmed out to, I believe, Fox Sports, who produced those Thursday Night Broadcasts for Amazon Same for Apple TV and MLS and Major League Baseball. They're just getting a feed for that. Major League Baseball produces all of their own broadcasts. So you have this interesting conundrum where Amazon and Apple TV simply don't own production trucks. They don't own the assets and the humanity to produce a live football or basketball game, Jake. And it feels like this is a real problem for the Pac-12. Yeah, and I think that, you know, the Pac-12 is... you know, in this situation where they shouldn't even be worrying about like, you know, who's gonna who's gonna produce their games. You know, the the answer that solves all their problems is producing it their themselves. If I'm being honest, I think that they should be going the exact opposite direction. Because because think about it, if you had a product that you were originating and you had your own network, like I know there's Pac-12 networks, but that's not what I mean. I mean like an actual like uh, uh, a YouTube channel S type thing where where everyone knows, okay, I can go here and I can get it on my phone and, and you can produce all of that and you don't need to go to market to get money and it, you could actually sell that. You could go the other way, if that makes sense. That's the solution to the Pac-12's problems, but they don't know how to do that. They don't have the resources to do that. So now we're getting these conversations around ESPN and them not having talked for weeks. And now they got to figure out, you know, who can we farm this out to? And it's just like this world of hurt around the Pac-12. And I don't know, like, I almost feel like they're getting ahead of themselves now. Like, like there's like, to me, you shouldn't even be worrying about who's going to produce it. You need to get something done first. But how do you not worry about that? Because I think you saw the, the struggles early on that Amazon had with the NFL. Now, obviously, they turned that around, and I thought the last half of the season was actually very good on Amazon Prime. Um, but Amazon doesn't have the ability to facilitate those broadcasts. And the issue is one of the reasons that this TV deal was supposedly so important is because it would get you out of the Pac-12 networks. And now... That's clearly not a case. That's not the case. That's not an option at this point. Unless somehow Apple steps up to the plate and buys the whole thing, which seems unlikely. And at that point, I'm just curious, like, what's the quality of your broadcast? How many mistakes are going to be made? Because we've already seen a lot of mistakes being made at the Pac-12 network just from a broadcast quality standpoint. Mm -hmm. It's been well documented and well talked about. I think this is actually a pretty important piece. If you are the Pac-12, you want to get rid of Pac-12 networks. It is a massive, massive financial hit. And when you're going to make less money on your next TV deal, my goodness, you have got to find a way to to curb your expenses. And getting rid of Pac-12 networks is a way to do that. But if you don't do a deal with ESPN, 
And again, I hate, I hate to keep saying it, but this is why ESPN has so much leverage in this situation. ESPN's going to roll up a truck to that event and they're going to produce a live game. It's what ESPN does. They produce all of their own live broadcasts. Yeah. Whether it's baseball, football, golf, you name it. They're rolling up trucks, cameras, camera people, producers, you name it, they're doing it. Amazon and Apple can't do that. Yeah. And this is one of the main reasons that you see ESPN now saying, okay, well, we're capped at 100 million. That's where we're at, man. Now, sources tell us ESPN and Amazon haven't talked in weeks. And we've been reporting for six, seven months now that Fox is out pretty much altogether. Um, I think Fox would like to have Pac-12 basketball or some little bit of that. But Fox is out altogether on Pac-12 football. And you look at NBC, CBS, Turner, like there's really nowhere else to go. Yeah. I think you absolutely need ESPN or you need Apple TV to go all in on this thing. And, and frankly, Jake, I don't, I don't know that Apple's in a position to do that. Yeah, and I think it's the conversation we've been having. Like, you've been making the point for how long now? I don't even know how long it's been about how the fact that, that the Pac-12 needs to go all in on something. You know, before Apple TV kind of came into the picture, like, we had a great conversation about how the Pac-12 should go all in on Amazon and should just make that jump and should just do that and, and, and have that be sort of their home for everything and figure out how to make that deal work. But then it came out that Amazon didn't wasn't interested in that, that Amazon wants to do once a week like they do at the NFL. So to me, that's the challenge. So yeah, you absolutely need ESPN. And really at this point, you just need someone to put you to bed. You just need someone to sort of end this conversation and, and get a deal done. And you know you're going to get a lot of media heat about it. You know that this deal isn't going to be super valuable, but you know you have to get a deal done. And so that's why I say, like, I, if I'm George Klyavkov, I don't even know, like, I'm not even sure we should be calling this a negotiation because it's really not a yeah. negotiation at this point. George Klyavkov doesn't have a leg to stand on in negotiations. Like, what is he going to say? We're the Pac-12. You got to pay us 50 a year? He's not in a position to say that, and everyone in the space knows that. So so the point just is is that he's having to go around to the schools and say, hey, are we good with streaming or TV? And half, you know, or most of the conference is cool with streaming, but the ones that matter are not in Oregon and Washington. So you've got, on one hand, you've got that problem. On another hand, you have all these outlets that just simply aren't interested. So that's why I say, I don't know where you go here. Yeah, I, I don't know what the answer is. I don't know what you do with this because I, I still maintain the right thing to do is to merge the Pac-12 and the Big 12, but the Pac-12 won't even have the conversation. Um, I don't even know, know when that was. I think in August or September uh, when everybody said we were idiots mm -hmm. uh, and we had no sources and trust me, bro. And mm -hmm. we that's told right, you that me. ESPN and Fox – broached the subject with both the Pac-12 and the Big 12 about creating one conference and doing a, a, you know, kind of a larger deal to cover, you know, all sports in those conferences. And the Pac-12 wouldn't even entertain the conversation. And it's, it's just shocking to me that here you are in this situation where you don't have USC and UCLA, uh, where you don't have leverage, you don't have San Diego State yet, mm -hmm. although some say that that's just a formality. But you don't have any of this stuff lined up. And now all of a sudden, you don't have a TV deal. And it doesn't look like financially that you're in a position to offer anybody a better situation than they're currently in. Seriously. And I, I just, if you're San Diego State, why are you going to leave the Mountain West to go to the Pac-12 to then have to go to another conference? Because 
you have no reason to believe that the Pac-12 is on solid footing. You have no reason to believe that the Pac-12 is going to exist in five years because no matter what this TV deal is, I think we all know by now that it is not going to be $40, $50 million. It feels like it is going to be a two or three outlet timeshare, if you will. Hodgepodge. Where you kind of throw together, you know, TV distribution and Apple TV gets a game of the week and Amazon gets a game of the week and ESPN gets a game. And, what is this, Oprah? You I mean, get a book, they get a book. No, like, in all on. seriousness, like I, I don't think anybody has any idea uh, of where where all of this is going to shake out. Mm-hmm. And I think you'd really like to know. I think you'd like to have an idea, but you really don't. And And I don't know. Again, the hard part for me is usually it's A plus B equals C. I have no idea what the end result here is. What is the end result? I, I don't know. I have no idea how this is going to finish out. Yeah. But this story today from, from ESPN, not talking to the Pac-12 for weeks? Man, that's a kick in the bag, dude. And when you're talking about football and basketball together for $10 million a year per school from ESPN, you're going to have to get $20 million from somebody else just for football. Just for football, <coughs> somebody's going to have to pay $20 million a year per school for football. Can you do Man, if you're Apple TV or if you're Amazon, that seems like a that seems, $200 million bucks a year for a game of the week in the Pac-12 mm-hmm. seems like a lot of money. I mean, should we start getting comfortable with the concept that maybe not all the Pac-12 is going to be distributed? Like maybe, you know, you only get the best games and everyone else is just playing to play. Like... You know, like, is that, I mean, it seems like we're kind of heading that direction. It seems like that's on the horizon almost. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think it's one of those things where you just can't, you know, you can't. I, I want to feel like this is going to have a result. And I want to feel like, you know, hearing that, you know, the Washington, Oregon, Arizona school triumvirate wants nothing to do with tier one streaming. That's terrifying to me. Yeah. As somebody that loves the Pac-12 and as somebody that follows the Pac-12 very closely, that's terrifying to me. Yeah. That is, that's a huge problem. Uh, Janine Britannica. Hello. Okay. Hi, Janine. ESPN is cock blocking. <laughs> see, see what Janine did there? She went cock, Klyavkak, which is what we call right. George Klyavkak. Georgie Poo. Yeah. The Georginator. Like, you right. know, Janine, that was well played. EB16 says, smash that like button. Let's yeah. go. We've had about 500 views now. We only have 31 likes. If all 200 of you watching the show smash the like button, that would help us a lot. Uh, Mayor McCluskey says, don't tell me what to do, Manny. It's not Manny in the in the morning or the Manny show. Yeah, I, I don't know. Do you know who Manny is? I don't I know do, who Manny I don't. is. He apparently can't. Type well today, Mayor. <laughs> Jeremy Bolton, good to see you, my guy. Uh, Court McMullen, who's a member of the program as well. Pac-12 is now just a college football version of Prince Harry and Megan. Look at me. See? Nobody cares. Correct the mundo. That's cold-blooded. Uh, Jay Washington says, first time watching live. Jay, welcome to the program. What's up, Jay? Appreciate you. Are, main- you, uh, are you a Utah? What's your story? Where are you yeah, from? Yeah, where are you at, Jay Washington? Uh, main event says, good afternoon, gentlemen. Good afternoon, main event. Uh, Jeremy McCluskey, Mayor McCluskey. 
because Jeremy Bolton's the mayor of Monty Town. So yesterday I referred to him as Mayor McCluskey because, of course, we are all watching uh, Mayor of Kingstown on Paramount Plus. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So now, of course, Jeremy Bolton has turned into Mayor McCluskey. Stay home. Says, my brand new shiny Telluride drives excellent in this weather. That's awesome, dude. I will say. I left the uh, SQ5 at home today. Uh-huh. I am in the I am in the Jeep Rubic- Wrangler Rubicon, and it crushed it. Yeah, it absolutely crushed it. The Rubicon. I have a Rubicon with a three and a half inch um, TerraFlex lift on it. Uh, I've got thirty four inch tires. I've got Fox shocks on it. Like the mm-hmm. whole nine. That bad boy loves driving through through high snowdrifts. Like it was a fun. Tank. Right around the block this morning. Yeah. Let me tell you what. It was a tank. You know That what was I'm a good saying, time. Snowpocalypse ain't got nothing on me, bro. Yeah. Although I will say, and maybe we need a camera three reset here. Yeah, a little camera I, three. I will say that the um, the boys here at the Maverick Center okay, that are spinning it around that here. are outside right now. Um, I don't. Um, oh man, hello. is it too white? Can I get some contrast up in this mug? Um, Focus. Um, Do you guys like the doors at Maverick Center? Maybe I just, maybe it's, hey, hey, look at all that snow, dude. you guys. Oh my God, bro. Look how deep, and look, you know what you notice about that? Look how heavy that snow looks. It is, that's a bro, lot this of snow. camera's doing work, bro. That is a lot of snow on the, uh, on the, the pad here at the yeah, Maverick dude. Center. So, Treat hey, you Maverick know what? Center people well, man. They worked their ass off to get this yeah, building the ready, people, bro. The people at the Maverick Center are freaking phenomenal, you guys. And I would just... Yeah. They have a game tonight. Again, the Utah Grizzlies are on the ice. They're coming off of an awesome East Coast, East Coast road trip, as yeah. usual. Come on out. Support the boys. Uh, tonight, 7 o'clock face-off uh, right here at the Maverick Center. Uh, oh, hey, look at that. We got a, we got a new member on the program. Let's, Let's see, see who it is. Down. It is uh, Cowboy Ray. Oh, Cowboy Rev. What up? What's up, dude? Cowboy Rev? Make sure. Let's go. I'm about it. I'm Everybody, about welcome Cowboy Rev uh, to the program. And uh, make sure that you join the membership as well because now, Cowboy Rev, you need to DM Jake on Instagram. Do it. SLC Jake. Do it. SLC Jake. That's my He'll name. He'll put you into the members only Instagram chat. That gets you all of our information first. Again, today, this morning, before anybody else had it, I put in the group about the ESPN Pac 12 not talking for several weeks. That's every day. The, the concerns about Apple and Amazon leading up to the NBA trade deadline. We had all kinds of Utah Jazz inside information, and it all goes into our Instagram members only group. But you have to be a member of the program. Click join the link I just put in the chat. Let's go. Hook it up. Everybody welcome Cowboy Rev to the membership. Appreciate you being here. What's up? Car Wash Channel says they should just get rid of the Pac-12 altogether and no longer make it a conference. See, that's hard for me, though. I am a... And everybody, I, I think, thinks I'm like a BYU fan. First of all, I'm a Notre Dame fan. But I am a passionate observer of the Pac-12. Right. I'm a big, big fan. But this conference is not that conference without USC and UCLA. You know. And you need, you need to hire somebody that is a, a, a deal maker and a shaker, man. You need to go and, and, you need to go and poach some folks. And I, I, I don't know how you do that because it seems like the Big 12 membership is not willing to go to the Pac-12. Why would you at this point? Yeah. You're certainly not going to steal anybody from the Big Ten. They just all got paid and would take a massive pay cut. 
Why would you do that? I mean, like the Pac-12 is just screwed itself into the ground through mismanagement. And it's why the it's why the president at Washington, who sits on really at the head of the table in the in the Pac-12, she's really driving the ship. And Oregon, from what I understand, is about to name a new president. Um, You have the Arizona schools. But the problem is you also have a group of schools that are really silent observers here. Utah being one of them. And it is really frustrating that Utah does not have more of a vocal voice. You're the best football program in the conference. That's got to count for something. Yeah. But it, Mark Harlan just does not carry any water in this town. Yeah. And I think it's a it's a real blow for them. It's a shame. Uh, Carl Dahlquist says, no more Pac-12 after dark. Well, no, that's going to go to NBC and Peacock now, who are going to have a Big Ten after dark game that's going to feature, you would think, USC or, or UCLA. Yes. And I, I and that's, that's going to be in prime time. That's going to get views. It is. And lots of them. And I think it's a huge problem uh, for the Pac-12 because it doesn't matter what game you put together. If USC's playing, I'm watching USC instead of Washington, Washington State, Oregon State. Yes. Pretty much the only team I'd watch over USC is, is Utah. That's it. Jim Yates, how are you? Most of my Ute friends are still uh, saying Pac-10 uh, will survive. How? It's over. I don't – I think they can survive – but do you have the balls anymore to be a, a P5 conference? That's the to yeah. me, that's the main question. If you lose any of the 10 remaining members, it's over. Yeah. Because you have very few members that will act on their own. Very few. Washington's not going anywhere without Washington State. I think Oregon and Washington are tied at the hip. I think the Arizona schools are tied at the hip. Yes. Right? I, I think you look at how Northwest this conference has become. And you look at those four schools, the two Bay Area schools, um, when you consider Cal and Stanford, right? You've got the Arizona schools, and then you've got Utah and Colorado. And I think Utah and Colorado carry the least weight in the conference. Which is surprising. I think right now, Washington and Arizona State probably have the most sway. I think everybody wants Stanford because of their academics. I don't know what the appetite around the country is for Cal. Um, but I have not heard Cal as an attractive partner one time. Yeah. But I can tell you now, I've heard multiple times over the last month that Stanford, um, and the, and the big 10 are an ideal fit. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That makes a lot of sense to me. They are an ideal fit. So, I mean, if you can have Stanford and Northwestern in the same conference, come on now, yeah. that's an obvious fit. Yeah. Uh, Janine says if they produce their own game broadcast, they should get Wayne and Garth. Okay. Okay. Wayne and Carth, dude, party on, bro. Provo Cougar fan says, will an apple a day keep your mark away? It won't. Whoever came up with that shit need to be fired. It won't. Um, let's see, A, just the letter A. Uh, will Apple need to pay an overpriced contract service fee to a production company? I, I don't know what that looks like because yeah. I, I'm kind of on your, on your side on this. Uh, as we talk about uh, breaking news in the Pac-12, uh, brought to you by our good friends at Barbecue Pit Stop, bbqpitstop.com. You know, all of our college football talk here on the program is brought to you by our friends at Barbecue Pit Stop. Logan, Leighton, Lehigh, St. George, the Jeezy, uh, as well as our good friends on State Street, Murray, across from the mall. Barbecue Pit Stop, you hear their name, you should think the best equipment in barbecue because that's exactly what it is. Whether it is Traeger and you know, why were I? Why was I thinking about my Traeger smoker today? Yeah, because I had I I honestly think I had three feet of snow on top of my hot tub on the ground because I 
I shoveled my entire walkway off to the garage and the, the truck stack. and You took care of it this morning. Shoveled it all. Immediately covered back up. And you know what? I was looking right at my Traeger smoker sitting in the snow. But I'm not worried because it's got the best smoker cover in the world on it. Where did I get it? Barbecue Pit Stop. BBQPitStop.com. Boom. If your equipment's sitting outside, get a cover. If you do not have a Sato seasoning, uh, Jake made some amazing ground turkey today with a Sato seasoning on it. Yeah. BBQPitStop.com. Best in the business from Traeger, Yoder, Big Green Egg, Camp Chef, all your equipment, all your sauces, rubs, spices. And by the way, the know-how and the expertise, chat with them on their website, BBQPitStop.com. Uh, make sure you tell me you heard about it on the Monty program. Monty. Uh, as far as a production company, I'm kind of with you. At this point in the process, I don't know how you do not produce your own games in-house. If you do a deal with Apple or Amazon, I think you have to. Because it's the only way to have any continuity or comfortability for the viewer. Because if you bring in an out, a third party, an outside production company, it's going to be it's going to be awkward. Yeah. You're going to have your same broadcasters, I would assume. If Yogi Roth is not calling Pac-12 for Pac-12 Network, what, what's the point of doing Thanks. it, right? I would think that you would have your same broadcast crews, but I don't know that you can afford to, to go outside and pay a, a production company that kind of money because it is not cheap. Mm-hmm. It is not cheap at all. And when you're making less money on your television deal already – then to go and give away millions of dollars to a production company to put your games actually in a place where you know they can be beamed to a satellite, that seems like an awful, awful lot of money to waste. Well, and I think if you you know break this down a basic business acumen, anytime you're short on capital, what do you have to do? Well, you have to outwork that problem. You have to fill in the gaps with hands-on work. I mean, that's I mean, we know that firsthand, you know? And so to me, it's like why why have a conversation like if you're the Pac-12 why are you trying to get out to market and get all these TV deals done and basically get backslapped around every corner that you've been on so far why do that when you could produce your own games figure it out i i don't care if you don't know how figure it out right cuz that's ultimately what it is figure it out and then sell it Right? You can't tell me you can't tell me there aren't there isn't someone in the the Pac twelve bubble, the circle of people, right? The circle of trust. The Bay Area. You can't tell me there aren't connections that wouldn't know how to do that. I just don't believe it. And and to me, we're sitting here talking about the Pac twelve dying. You wanna know how the Pac twelve could get out of this situation? Produce your own games, produce high quality content and sell that content. And do that yep. for like five years. And you know what? Quint Randall makes a great point, and he agrees with you. It blows my mind to hear that uh, this that the Pac-12 network can't produce a game. It's like they are one-third in an old uh, model, another third in another model, and another third in a future model. They don't have the right combination for success. And I think it's that they don't want to produce games. Yeah. I think the Pac-12, and I, I've been told that they went through like a very deep forensic accounting for the last five years and what they spent from everything from pencils and pads of paper to leases and production. And the presidents and the people that run the, the, the PAC 12 networks and the PAC 12 conference were sick to know the money they've lost on it. And on top of that, you throw in this Comcast fiasco. I mean, it's, it's remarkable 
remarkable how wasteful, arrogant, and just inept Larry Scott was. I mean, it's remarkable. And so you start to understand why presidents and the leadership of this conference want to strip and shed any expense they can. Yeah. From office space to production costs to having eight feeds. I think they have like eight feeds. Why does the Pac-12 network need a, a need to send out eight different feeds to satellites? Yeah. Why? It, it There's just no reason for it. And they're spent, every time you do that, you're spending money to do that. Like they're trying to bang that cost down, but on some level, they're going to have to pay for that. And, and this is why we talk about when Fox, CBS, and, and now ESPN appear to be out on tier one rights. Dude, you're in trouble. Yeah. Because it's no longer then about the rights fee you're getting. It's how much you're going to pay to put your games on Apple and Amazon. This is a code ton of board. Because there's no way getting around the fact that's going to cost you money. Yes. Money that's going to cost you money. Because you can't tell me that Amazon's going to pay you for a game of the week on a Wednesday or a Friday night, which we reported yesterday, um, that Apple, or excuse me, that Amazon and the Pac-12 are exploring a game of the week. Not a full package, just one game a week on Amazon Prime Sports on a Wednesday or a Friday night. And you're going to make how much for that? Is that yeah. $100 million a year? Pump those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers in this racket. Is that $10 million bucks? Is that, okay, well, if, if we're going to pay you $10 million, you're going to have to produce it. Yeah. If we pay you $100 million a year for one football game a week, is it going to draw enough water? Is it, are enough people going to watch? Man, because you can't tell me on a Wednesday or Friday night you're putting your best game. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I think this, this I, I put a lot of thought into like, well, what would I do if I was George Klyavkov right now? If it was me running the conference with Ooh. my philosophies and what I would do, and, and, and that's what I would do. I would work my ass off to source talent to produce these games in-house. So then that way, you don't have to have that conversation with anybody else, and then you can flip the paradigm a little bit, and you can go from being last in like this whole distribution thing to being you can rebrand that or repackage that as an innovator as cutting edge or like you can build you know what i would do and i know this is crazy but i feel like this is where we are i'd take it in-house i'd take it in-house man and and i would i would absolutely own own my own broadcast i would sell my own broadcast and i would i would find a place where i can put my my content every week yeah and if that's espn and I'm telling you, I go all in with Amazon, the whole nine yards. Yeah. I keep ownership of it. I would sell it. I would produce it because that's what's going to give you stability. That's what's going to give you control of it. And then you can make money on it. And I know that that's a crazy business model, but you're asking somebody to pay you for the right to do that. Yeah. And right now, nobody's willing to do that. Yeah, nobody wants to do that. Yeah. You have the money. It's not a matter of does the, the remaining 10 members of the conference have the money. The question is, do they have the infrastructure and the wherewithal to do it? And right now, I don't know that they do, but I don't, I don't see that you, you cannot come in at $20 million per school per year. <laughs> 
Dude, that is 25. Even 25 is too low. Yeah, that's not going to work. You need to be, I think you need to be level with the Big 12, and I just don't see how you get there at this point. I don't, because if you're going to give Amazon a a Wednesday-Friday game on one of those two nights, and I think that Amazon would want it on Friday night to to put next to Thursday night football, that's tough, dude. And then I think if you were to bring it all in-house, that ends the grant of rights thing. You don't you don't have to do a grant of rights because now you're putting the schools in a position where you can say, okay, hey, we're going to do all this in house, and it's up to you guys to go ahead and sell you know what you want on your game, and we'll sell what we want. Obviously, can and- you imagine BYU being in a position where they controlled their own broadcast, their own network, and they were able to distribute their games to Amazon? I mean, that's what we're to, what BYU did as an independent essentially is what the Pac-12 needs to do. Yeah. And I just don't know that they have the wherewithal to do it. Honest to goodness, I don't know that they want to do it. I, I, I think, well, and I don't know that they view their position as that desperate. That's the thing. I think they're in such a bad spot, man. I, I, could, be, I could be totally wrong, but I just feel like they're lost. Riley O'Brien says, hey, Monty. Hey, Monty. Hey, Riley, good to see you. Duck Green says... <laughs> Um, if you don't have good TV deal, no one in the Pac-12 is making the playoffs if no one watches them. I mean, we're already dealing with Minneapolis AP football writer who covers MLS voting USC ahead of Utah Mm -hmm. after USC lost to Utah. So that makes it kind of difficult. Greg Romano says Utah should be in the Big 12's, uh, Utah should be the Big 12's top priority, but Utah should refuse the invitation. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think that I think Utah's in it until there's nothing to be in. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like to me, as frustrating as that is. Uh let's see. Blood of DePanta says salute to the chat and the panel. What's up, Blood of DePanta? Hey, buddy. Uh Jayhawk Scott says, Why would any P five team schedule a game against the Pac ten team if that game is only going to be on Apple TV? It's a great, great point. Question, we brought dude. it up yesterday. Like recruiting scheduling, all that stuff just got exponentially more difficult. Advertising. Got really, got much more difficult. That's what I say. That's why I keep coming back to this whole idea, right? And, and I'm sure, I'm not, I'm not going to be brazen enough to say we're the only ones thinking about this, but I haven't heard a lot of people talking about it, about how, like, is there, is there a statute or a rule in college football or the NCAA rule book that says that you can't produce your own games, that you can't flip the model on its head? And because think about it, it's you're essentially going against the grain to get out from underneath the thumb of the distributors, meaning, hey, right now, every other conference has done a TV deal with somebody ESPN and the SEC is an example where ESPN handles all that. They're good to go. The SEC doesn't worry about that, right? Like the SEC just does its thing and then ESPN distributes it. But nobody wants there's not enough demand for your product if you're the Pac-12. So what do you have to do? You have to change that narrative and be okay and accept, hey, there's not enough demand for our product right now. So what we need to do is we need to to end this conversation here and we need to begin a new conversation in a different direction, in a in a just a completely, you know, other like 180 direction. Okay, we're gonna produce all this in-house and then we need to sell the hell out of it. And we need to empower our schools. You know, the people running these schools, the presidents or whatever, to go out to market to sell ad space on the individual games that they play. And if we have the revenue to have, you know, 
uh, you know, eight different streams for eight different games each week or whatever. Like if we have the revenue to cover each stream, then we will do that. But I think that puts the Pac-12 in a much more controlled position because then they're just dealing with themselves. You, you're not dealing with the outside world. You're just saying, hey, Stanford, hey, what are you going to do to, do you want your TV, do you want your football games televised? Uh, yeah, we do, but we're more worried about math class right now, so we're not going right. to sell them. Okay, then we're not going to televise them. But someone like <laughs> Oregon, who who has How? Phil Knight and Mike and Nike money, How? right? Like, do you see what I got? What I mean by like this is a perfectly reasonable way to go about it, and no one's talking about it. It's a huge risk. It's a huge risk. And and I'm not the one who thought of it. My one of my guys that I talked to in in TV said I don't understand why they just don't do it on their own. And it's a huge risk, but your losses are so massive now, and you have no no revenue stream to make those up. What's a bigger risk, doing that or not being here? You know what I mean? Like doing that or losing more money because if you're only at twenty to twenty five million dollars, you're at real risk of not getting a grant of rights done. Yeah, at twenty to twenty five million dollars, I don't know that Oregon and Washington are signing that grant of rights. I, I really don't, and I, and I think that. That if you are the 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 Pac-12 and the ten remaining members, how are you not putting George Klyovkov on the hot seat? Yeah, I agree completely. I I don't know how 100%. you're just allowing this guy to cruise through with no TV deal when he promised you fifty to forty to fifty million dollars mm-hmm. a year. He promised you half a billion dollars a year, my man. Like it, it's crazy to me. It's absolutely crazy to me. Lopes fan Gabe, what's up? We'll see Lopes, uh, Lopes Fan Gabe in uh, Arizona coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, starting on the 12th now, we'll be there. Because, by the way, don't forget, don't forget, coming up on March 11th. March 10th and 11th are a huge Friday and Saturday night. Yes. Uh, we've talked about this on the show for a while now. Um, that certainly you guys are aware that Bucked Up is the official energy drink of the Monty program. Hey, Monty. And they are also one of our presenting sponsors on our Big 5-0 birthday bash, uh, where Max Tooley from BYU and Brant Keithy from Utah are going to join us here at the Maverick Center on March 10th to watch the Utah Grizzlies take on the Kansas City Mavericks. Yeah. Well, you also know that that on its own would be amazing. And starting next week, we're actually going to start giving away spots for that event where you can come and hang out with Max Tooley and Brand Keithy, uh, watch two periods of hockey with them, get them to sign autographs, take pictures with them. We're going to give away autographed footballs. We're going to give away a, a massive TV from our friends at RC Willie. Yeah. We're going to give away free pizza from our good friends uh, at Papa Murphy's. Like, we're, we're going to have the hookup. Right? Three rounds of golf from our friends up at Canyons Golf. I mean, we're doing it right. But then, on March 11th, the Stanley Cup is coming to Maverick Center. And we are going to give you an opportunity to come to Maverick Center on Saturday, March 11th against the Kansas City Mavericks. And on Friday, March 10th, you get a weekend pass to meet Max and Brant, celebrate my birthday, watch Utah Grizzlies hockey, and take a picture with the Stanley Cup. How about that? Like the real authentic Boom. Stanley Cup is going to be right here at the Maverick Center on March 11th. It's going to be 
remarkable. It's going to be a great weekend. Starting Monday, we are going to start doing RSVPs and giving away spots for those events. If you are a member of the program, if you join the members-only group, guess what? You're in already, bro. You get in to both of those events. We'll hook you up with a pass yep. for Saturday and Friday and Saturday. We'll give you tickets to both games. Like, we've got your hookup, dude. Mm-hmm. It's going to be amazing. All you have to do is click the link, join the membership. $9.99 a month gets you exclusive access to our Instagram group where you get exclusive information. You get to come out, meet the guys, see the Stanley Cup, hang bada out boom, with us. Bing. It's going to be amazing. Coming up in 20 minutes, we're going to take somebody to the Jazz game with us on April 8th. Like, all this stuff, that's why you want to be a member. I'm telling you, it ain't rocket science. Do it. What else isn't rocket science is that Bucked Up is the official energy drink of the Monty Show. Uh, Go to buckedup.com. Use the promo code Monty to get 20% off your purchase at buckedup.com. Oh, you really want to come and see Max and Brandt and touch the Stanley Cup, do you? Okay, well, if you want to do that, all you have to do is click the link in the YouTube description below, get the free samples from Bucked Up. All you have to do, click the link, order the free samples. You get three free samples of your choice. You can get any samples you want, and they're going to send them to you with a Bucked Up shaker already, a, a shaker cup, and their shaker cups are next level. Click the link, order the, uh, the free samples, and then DM Jake, SLC Jake. You're in the both events. It's that simple, man. Yeah. Meet Max and Brandt. Meet the Stanley Cup. It's going to be all good, and it's all brought to you by our friends at BuckedUp, BuckedUp.com, promo code Monty. You can go into any of Bucked Up's Utah locations um, and just tell them, hey, I heard about you on the Monty Show. They're going to give you a free can of Bucked Up Energy. Yes. Because you listen to the Monty Show. See, it's really easy. It's really, really easy. That's what I'm saying. All right, let's get your uh, let's get your comments in here. Um, Brent Burnett says I like BYU and Utah. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool, man. Uh, Random account says creating a federal alliance. A federal alliance. Okay. With the Big 12 is the only way the pack could have a remote chance of existing again. The Big uh, 12, I don't think, would accept knowing the pack would betray us. Us. Okay. Us. I don't think there's any such thing as a federal alliance. Yeah, and the only way that? The only way to make this happen is what I talked about 20 minutes ago, which is the Pac-12 and the Big 12 should merge. And it should be a hostile takeover by the Big 12. That's what makes most sense. That's what ESPN and Fox suggested very early in this process, to which the Pac-12 said no. They wouldn't even entertain the conversation. Yeah. Which is really short-sighted and dumb. So here we are. Yeah. And I, I just, I don't know how you fix it. I really don't. Greg Hawkins says, why do we get so many BYU fans in this show compared to Utah fans? I feel so lonely. Hey, man. Because BYU fans are more plugged in. That's why. They're BYU more out fans. Here. And I think, I think Utah fans are just overly negative. They yeah. don't want to hear that the Pac-12 is in trouble. Let's talk about it. I'm a good listener. I have, I'll, I'll, let's hug. Let's, I'll, I'll hold you while you cry. Uh, Frank H. says, I heard a report yesterday that Cam Rising tore his ACL during the Rose Bowl. Is that true? We don't know the extent of his injury because that's HIPAA, Dak. Yeah. 
That's HIPAA. I, I said, hey, Dak, that's... Uh, think that's HIPAA? That's HIPAA, Dak. Thank you. Think that's HIPAA? Yeah. Uh, so we don't know the exact extent of that injury, um, and I am not the guy that's going to break that news. That is... Think that's HIPAA? That's Cam's deal, and I... Greg Hawkins and I have actually talked about this. So he's coming back. That's all that matters. DF Aust. Hello, DF. He says, my question... My questions are at what cost is a Pac-10 willing to stay together to support research while losing media rights agreements? I, I think the research thing is so overplayed and so overblown. Yeah. I understand that as a group, you're a bunch of research institutions. You know. But if you're not a group, do you stop being a research institution? That's out of the window. Now, you're also dealing with a bunch of educational people the people that run the Pac-12 and the presidents of these universities are academics first. Hey, guys. They care about who their fellow partners in a, in a conference are. It has absolutely no bearing on athletics. Yeah. The AAU certification never mentions football or basketball win percentage. It never mentions a new uniform rollout. They do research on how tight your jockstrap is, but that's just, you know... Trust me, bro, told me that. Bonnie, that, please. You know, their main source of funding is researching the proper fit of jock straps. I mean, it definitely is an important thing and plays a big role in whether you, uh, you know, study or not. Pounds per square inch, you know right. what I'm saying? You know, PSI. You know. <laughs> that was probably over the top. Uh, the Monty Ghost, what's up? No need to give me a spot. I'll just show up like I normally do. Okay. Ooh. I look forward to not seeing you. Uh, you see what, I, see what you're so a ghost. See what he did there. You're a ghost. You. We can't see you, but things move. You know. You know, you're John Cena and stuff. Right. Because he can't. Right. Can't see you. Right. And his name is John Cena. You know. You know. Because Stone Cold said so. You know. Uh, Nick Roten uh, says, this is the first time I've tuned into this show. As a BYU fan, I'm so happy to see the Pac-12 up in flames. I just can't get enough content. Better send those refunds. There you go. We're happy to support <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. That's hysterical. Uh, Riley O'Brien says, not alone, Greg Hawkins. Utah Utes, 100%. Riley, what's up? As always, good to see you. Tyler P., another Utah fan, says, because, Greg, BYU fans love this show. They are gullible. I love that show. Okay. Uh, perhaps the best name uh, of Monty Show fandom, Jack Cox, um, says, too bad all of our best rivalries in college football have been reduced to conference realignment mudslinging. Amen to that, dude. Like, I, yeah. Do you guys understand that football is last? Like, we're, we're not talking about BYU and Utah. Mm -hmm. We're not talking about the Apple Cup. We're not talking about. We're not even talking about practice. Practice. We're talking about realignment, not practice, not a game. AAU research money. My fucking ass. Right. Uh, Cyclone Steve says, I like Utah, but I don't like they beat us 68-27 in 2010. <laughs> Whatever, Sorry, man. Uh, let's see. Nat Siemens. Okay. Nats. Uh, okay. I think Siemens is just going to be the name. Okay, Seaman, uh, anyone, he's probably heard that his entire life. What? What? <laughs> anyone think the Big 12 will announce new members after their March 7th meeting? I think Gonzaga is a very good possibility. Yeah. 
I've Why heard that you? repeatedly. Gonzaga. I've heard that. Re- it, don't you. Gonzaga. Gonzaga. all of the Zogs who have gotten I spent $300,000 on my education. It's Gonzaga. Yeah, if you're new to the show, this drop. Gonzaga. Is. Gonzaga. Google pronunciations. Gonzaga. Because we were saying Gonzaga. Gonzaga. And a female listener back in our days, like all those years ago when we used to do mornings, um, got into us and she, and she <coughs> really, she was like, hey man, I spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on my education at Gonzaga. And you're, she, she straight up said, you're just being a dick. Gonzaga. That or you're stupid. You fucking donkey. Because nobody says Gonzaga. <laughs> Gonzaga. Every, does it look like Gonzaga to you? Gonzaga. No, you're either stupid or you're being a dick. That's right. And I paid all that money in Spokane, Washington, 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 and and I went to school to find out how they make water ice. And you're (laughs) insulting me by calling it Gonzaga. Gonzaga. It's Gonzaga. And you will say it correct. Don't play intramurals, brother. You monger. Damn. (laughs) And I asked her why she was so mad. And I actually think I sent the message back was who hurt you and she never responded to me. (laughs) (laughs) It is Gonzaga. Yeah. And you will forever pronounce it Gonzaga. Gonzaga. Just just to piss her off. Gonzaga. (laughs) Oh my God. Greg Romano says, proud you. I'd say it's time for a Rose Bowl three-peat except Utah is a shoo-in for the college football playoff. Okay. I mean, listen, it is later in the day, so if you are somebody that's in the hallucinogens, I mean, knock yourself out, Greg. I mean, smoke that mushroom, dude. Drink that hashish or whatever you do with it. I'm fine. Uh, DFO says, is PAC becoming a research-only conference? Seems like it. Well, because they're researching how to get a better TV deal. Uh, do you see what, what I did? see what I, how I handled it? Did you see it? what he did there? Okay. Uh, PAC 12 and ACC merge. Why not? Big 12 stinks. Could be. Could be. Uh, Chris Hughes, Chris Hughes, good to meet you, sir. Uh, could this be controlled uh, demolition by ESPN? First kill the pack and then merge ACC into the SEC. ESPN strikes back at the Alliance. Well, I mean, listen, you know, in a galaxy far, far away, um, Yoda once told me, you know, you are what you do. and I doubt that. You should, you know. I, I think ESPN this, has always been in control, whether Kinzano, you, you want that or dude, not. Dude, Kenzano rolled out a narrative on Twitter Uh-oh. without rolling it out, basically saying, you know, notice all the, you know, the public negotiation going on, and then went on to comment with a bunch of people about how ESPN needs uh, this and need, excuse me, sir, needs, did you this, <laughs> needs this and needs that. And it's like, dude, I'm I'm just I I like Pac-12 football I do, but I'm over the arrogance. That is the one thing I am over and have lost patience for. You, you're I don't care who you are. You're not in a position to be saying that the Pac-12 is trying to you know is somehow in some power position and people need to work with the Pac-12. That's just not the case, and we're not the only ones saying that anymore. Like we're just it, it's just a it's an asinine thing to be saying. Yeah. You're just yeah. not in that position. But I think when you look at – but Utah's a really good example of this. I think when you look at where Utah is in this whole conversation, who is Utah football? 
because they ain't a basketball school. I can tell you that right now, Keith Van Horn. Um, if you look at Utah football, mm-hmm. I think they're one of the best football programs in the country. I think if Utah football were in the Big 12, I think they would compete to win the Big 12 right now. We're getting somewhere. I think they could be better or as good as TCU. Mm-hmm. I think you put TCU and, and Utah in the same field four straight times, it's going to go down to the wire. Ten straight times, it'll go down to the wire. And I know it, I know it pisses people off that I say that, but I'm telling you, I, I am a passionate believer in Utah football. I'm a passionate believer in Kyle Winningham. And if you put them in the Big 12, I think they're at the top of the conference. Yeah. They're already as talented as anybody in that conference. Texas, it, to me, people talk about how great Texas is. Steve Sarkeesian has been a disappointment. Yeah. He, there's talk about him being fired if they have a bad season this season. right? Oklahoma was an abject failure last year. <laughs> if I had to ask you right now. Uh, what? Wow. wow. Bro. Bro. I wow. went to take a breath and then talk about. <laughs> Bro. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. We'll just transition right to football at 50 here on the Monty program. Hey, Monty. <laughs> what the hell was that? That was incredible. Anyway, <laughs> man, this has been a day, dude. Dude. <laughs> Football 50 in the hour every hour. Uh, wow. <laughs> Football 50 10 to the hour every hour on the Monty program is presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Papa Murphy's Pizza. Download the Papa Murphy's mobile app. Get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more when you use the promo code MONTY25. Are we allowed to start talking about the new pizza? Oh, no, not yet. Not yet. Nope. Five you days guys. ago. New pizza is going to be bomb. I'm, I'm literally not allowed to talk about it. Yeah, not yet. The new pizza that's coming up for March? Oh, my God. Bro, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Yeah. Which, of course, means you better get the marinara meatball before February's over. Let's go. Get the marinara meatball. Order it in the Papa Murphy's app. Use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase at $25 or more. I apologize. Eric and Raleigh says gas at 50. <laughs> ghost True Capitalist says nice. Oh, another ghost. Okay. Uh, another ghost. Uh... Jay Washington says the soda is hitting. <laughs> bro, sorry, How Jay. embarrassing. Jay, I love you, bro. How embarrassing, dude. Arlington Bears says, uh, well, that's a whole new drop for the show. <laughs> Damn. Um, yeah, Ace says, let it flow. Court McMullen says, Monty just bucked up this show. Yeah, exactly that's right. right. That's right. Um, Ghost says, but I've heard better burps, dude. And again, if you didn't hear this story, I was in... I was at Harmon's in South Jordan with Mrs. Monty the other night, and I had a headache. You know that feeling when you just have not had enough to drink and you're a caffeine addict and you haven't had any caffeine? We roll into Harmon's. I cracked open a bucked up, and I drank like three quarters of the can, and my soul came out in a belch. (laughs) It was one of those belches that you're like, oh, man, that started in my groin. No, that was down in my kneecaps. 
Like, and it just came out. Echoed off the... Man, she was not amused. You know, Cyclone Steve says, now belch words. I used to be able to belch on cue. You know, uh, Brandon says, bucked up backfire. <laughs> that was absolutely bucked up, Riley says it was. Let's go burp contest. <laughs> wow. Um, all right, more um, Pac-12 coming up in just a bit, but football 50-10 of the hour. Interesting story. Speaking of Chris Karn, the resident Chicago Bear fan. Yeah. And me, because I'm a diehard, long-suffering Chicago Bears fan. What should the Chicago Bears do with the number one pick in the NFL draft? Again, I'm telling you that Justin Fields ain't that dude. I would, I would trade Justin Fields and draft whoever you think is the best quarterback in this draft. My guy's Bryce Young, but hey, more power to you. Whatever you think, whoever you think, okay, knock yourself out. Trade Justin Fields, C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, those are the two guys. Pick your poison. Yeah. Draft that too. Trade Justin Fields, get more draft picks. Go and get my guy Carter from Georgia, the Chicago Bear Hall of Famer to be. like, Because right, right. he's going to be amazing. I would trade Justin Fields and draft a quarterback. Jake, what would you do? Yeah, I think the problem here is that the Bears have been doing this, you know, for a while, like at different positions, and you know, you just you have to go with the guy. Like you got to draft a guy and go with them. And I agree that Bryce Young is definitely a much more capable quarterback in a pro-style offense than Fields has been. I'm not saying that Justin Fields sucks. I'm not saying that he's somehow a terrible quarterback, but I just think that he's another one of these guys that needs to sit behind a vet. I'm not the more like the more NFL seasons go by and the more I watch these young highly touted recruits come into the league, there is a very I'm talking about minute percentage of guys that can roll into the NFL and be good their first two seasons. Because that's really the window. If we think about it, the, your first two seasons are either going to be make or break. Like, if Joe Burrow had sucked his first two seasons and then had a major knee injury, we probably wouldn't be talking about Joe Burrow as, you know, the Joe, third best guy it, in the league. It's Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. But I look at Patty Mahomes. He got to sit behind Alex Smith. I look at Aaron Rodgers. Got to sit behind Brett Favre. You look at TB12. He got to sit behind Bledsoe for a minute. Like, the greats get to sit behind a guy. So, to me, I look at this and and I say, hey, the Bears can go ahead and draft Bryce Young. That's cool if you want to do that. That's great. But there's no guarantee that Bryce Young's going to be your savior. You got a lot of work to do on the offensive line. You don't have a good running back, in my opinion, or a guy that's some great, you know, contributor. Like, you have a lot of work to do. And I just, I feel like a lot of the the news around this is that Bryce Young's going to be the Jesus Christ of the Arlington Park Bears, and he's not. That's my problem with it. I would trade the pick. I, I just, I think we overcomplicate quarterbacks in the NFL. And I, I know we talked about this yesterday on the program. You either have a quarterback or you don't. The Las Vegas Raiders do not. The Kansas City Chiefs, yes, Patrick Mahomes. The Buffalo Bills, yes, Josh Allen. The San Diego Whale Vagina, now we play in LA in the Rams house. San Diego, terrible owner, Chargers. Yeah, you do. The Sex Machine, Justin yeah. Herbert. Yeah. Like, you know it right out the gate. You know Joseph Lee Burrow is the quarterback of the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. Who's the quarterback of the Chicago Bears? Well, eh, Justin Fields. Yeah, who's the quarterback of the uh, Denver Broncos? Uh, yeah, but, you know, 
Russ is a problem now. Well, what about GS7 in Seattle? Well, what about Lamar Jackson in Baltimore? Well, see what I mean? Like, Tua Tagovailoa, your mama. He's not your quarterback. You need a quarterback in Miami. Again, who's your quarterback in Arizona? Yeah, I don't know either. Little guy's got a bum knee now, right? Like, what are we supposed to do with this? I mean, and it's cool. It's cool that, that you know, on the show, we have shown you repeatedly, hey, Kyler Murray... No, my, my guy Kyler Murray is working hard. Look yeah, at look him at squatting. Body. Look, look, at look at how much he has worked in the offseason to get this knee right, Kyler Murray. And I appreciate this level of commitment. And by the way, the guy behind Kyler is strapped. Dude. He will kick you right in the hey, face. Kyler. Look at that face on job. Kyler. Kyler, good job lifting with the defensive ends, bro. Nice job. Look at that squat by Kyler Murray. Like, I, if you're not impressed with this level of... Anyway, my point is, my point is, you know if you have one and if you don't, and I'm telling you as a long-suffering Bob Avellini awareness Avellini. chapter president, Bob Avellini, trust me when I say the Bears don't have a quarterback. Justin Fields ain't that dude. It, I, it, it, you know, I just, he's just not that guy. That's all I'm saying. Um, Simon 2077, are you running for president in 2077? Good luck. I'd vote for you, but I'll probably be dead. Um, new numbers out on the Super Bowl, 113 million viewers, second largest in history. Who were, would anybody remember who was playing? Yeah, the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs. Do the Philadelphia Eagles have a quarterback? Yeah, they do. And his name is? Your mom. <laughs> Are you ever gonna give me credit on Jalen Hurts, by the way? What? What do you mean, what? You said they were going to win, and they didn't. No, Dick. You said that Lamar Jackson was better than Jalen Hurts. No, he's not. No, he's not. When did I say that? Many times. Oh, my. I'm not, I'm not playing your games today. I'm not, I'm not doing it. You're not going to own that you said that. I don't even remember when I said it. Oh, my God. You're going to, I'm punching. When the, when we go to the Papa Murphy's commercial, he's going to come back with a black eye. Uh, Tyler P says, Kyler Murray is better than any QB the Bears have had in decades. Thanks for that. Wow, really Good appreciate talk. that. Good David uh, Kreitzer, NFL building stadiums that are must-see isn't hurting. Well, you know, unless you're, again, the Bears. You want to talk about the Bears? They bought Arlington Park, the racetrack. They're on the lakefront in downtown Chicago with all the tall buildings, which, you know, we're known for and shit. And now you're going to move to Arlington Heights, which you can't even see water in Arlington Heights. We're in a drought, bro. Like, what are we doing on, on a racetrack? It's going to smell like manure. Yeah. Anyway, that's how I am. Um, Mark Hale says, Kyler Murray is a baby bear. No, he's not. He will never be a Chicago bear. Yeah. Ever. Um, do we have time for Brock Purdy's elbow? We probably do. No. We Next don't. Next time around. Next hour, uh, football at uh, 4.50. We'll get into Brock Purdy's elbow. That's a huge issue for your hour and they, the San Francisco 49ers. Make sure you get the meatball marinara. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do meatballs and marinara. Papa Murphy's does meatballs? Oh, oh, I think you mean I do the meatballs and marinara? And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it? How do I do it? Oh. Well, we do it with savory ground beef covered, covered in tangy, tangy marinara. That's how, honey. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza. And don't forget the meatballs. Order now at PapaMurphy's.com. How do you not remember that? You know. Like, yeah. 
We had a huge battle on this show when we played this guy or this other bro. Hell out of and you, and I said, we were talking about Jalen Hurts. And I said, I'm um, the only one. And I said, Jalen Hurts or Lamar Jackson. Well, Lamar Jackson's a better runner. He's a better athlete. And, and if you felt these balls. No, I didn't say that. I never said, I didn't, I didn't. Same guy who's a fart denier. Same guy. Now he's a Jalen Hurts People denier. People misinterpreting what I'm saying. No, I'm not misinterpreting anything. Lamar Jackson is not a quarterback. Jalen Hurts is a quarterback. You know. Um, let's see. Sundev says, you guys are have a great show. You speak, um, you know, your dog's beautiful and you speak better hey, English than hey, I do. Then. Hey, my guy, you should probably go to a Pac-12 school because they're all about education in that conference. You know, the conference of champions and stuff. Yeah. So Jalen Hurts or Lamar Jackson? Well, apparently I said Jay, or Lamar, you know, a month ago or whenever that was. But you have to take you have to take uh, Jalen. You got to take Jalen Hurts, man. Guy, you are you are hesitating again. What do you mean? It's Jalen Hurts every day. How dumb do you think I am? Like, how are you? This isn't even a conversation. Uh huh. It is Jalen Hurts every day over I Lamar agree. Jackson. I agree. Oh my! Then why are you why are you digressing and be I'm hesitating? I'm not digressing and be hesitating and stuff. <laughs> it certainly sounds like you are. What? Who me? No. No. What? Yes. All right, 4 o'clock on the Monty program, presented by The Advocates, theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. Theadvocates.com, who presents? Who wants to go to a jazz game with Monty and Lamar Jackson? Hey, Monty. So, we told you if we got to 11,000 subs by my, my birthday. Birthday. And we crushed that. Like, by a lot. A lot. Hey, look at me. Um, that we would take you plus one. Right. To a Utah Jazz game. Well, it turns out that we're at 12,215 subscribers now. Hell yeah. Uh, so I guess we need to put up or shut up. So last night, our little uh, computer program, Operandas <laughs> Modi, uh, selected one of our Utah subscribers. And his name is John C. <laughs> no, no. His, my bad, my bad. Sorry. His, my his bad. name my is. My bad. Teddy Wayman. Facial recognition. Teddy Wayman, congratulations. Our tile king. Yeah. The, the tile king of Utah. Teddy Wayman, U plus one, uh, are joining us on April 8th at the Utah Jazz game uh, as they close out the regular season and they play their last regular season game ever at Vivint Arena yeah. against the Denver Nougats. Uh, you, Teddy Wayman, plus one will join us. Um, and, and you better bring the rubber ducky. Yeah, I want the frozen tank thing with the rubber ducky. Uh, <laughs> halftime show, Teddy Wayman freezes his nips. Um, <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> if you are new to this here fine program, uh, we're all cold plunging. Program. Um, and Teddy Wayman is the cold plunging king. He's also the, apparently Teddy Wayman is the king of many things. Well, uh, Teddy Wayman is the tile king of Utah. And he is also now apparently the, the um, you know, the uh, cold plunge king, you know. Tanner, Tanner Plummer says it was scripted. What was scripted? Uh, he was talking about the press release he wrote. It was scripted, yeah. Oh, it was scripted. Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. It was scripted. Uh, Mayor McCluskey. 
<laughs> he changed his name again. <laughs> says 12K, baby, let's go. Mayor McCluskey also says, Teddy, awesome, congrats, Teddy. Oh! Eric and Raleigh says, rigged. Uh, Cyclone Steve says, really? I just subscribed five minutes ago. Well, I'm glad you're here. Uh, McKinley Cutler says, Teddy, you here? I don't think Teddy probably is here. He's the tile king of Utah. Casual. Uh, Greg Hawkins says, Teddy was the only guy to talk to me when I went to the BYU Oregon watch party. Nicest dude. Very deserving. (laughs) (laughs) So... We had a watch party for BYU in Oregon and Oregon. Oregon. Just Oregon. I'm sorry. We had a watch party for Oregon football uh, at uh, Barbecue Pit Stop in Lehigh. And Oregon absolutely kicked the trash out of BYU that day. Stay hard. Nobody needs to be reminded. Yeah. But we're all sitting there, and and it it is predominantly BYU fans. Hey, guys. And then, have you ever seen... I'm trying to think, like, what's a movie where a gangster rolls up in a tracksuit? It would be like the Filipino version of, like, The Sopranos, right? Because Greg was in the Philippines, and all of a sudden, he's in Lehigh at Barbecue Pit Stop. So Greg Hawkins rolls up with a bodyguard in a tracksuit, and he's like a statue. Like, he's cut, like, and he's actually a TV star in the Philippines and a model. Yeah. He is. I'm not even kidding. Do you even lift? And he's like, bro, don't talk to me. I'm really important. I'm a celebrity. Look at my sunglasses. I'm kind of cool. You're a dude. (laughs) (laughs) And he may not have been the first guy there, but who was the last guy cheering on Oregon that day? Yeah. In his Utah tracksuit. It was the gangster Greg Hawkins. Where is the Italian? And his bodyguard. That's right. It was awesome, dude. It was awesome to see it. So okay, man, you know that's exciting. Basketball game with Teddy. Okay, I like. So that. Teddy Wayman wins. Yeah. Um. And and it, trust it, me when I say Mrs. Monty put a lot of sweat and tears into into doing this system where we pick winners. So it wasn't rigged. There wasn't some. No, you know, Mrs. Monty was tired. We had a shoebox. So what we would do is we had a shoebox. Yeah. And we had a slip of paper with everybody's names on it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, that's just not the right way to do this. Not too familiar with that. We have to do this stuff the right way. I'm unfamiliar with it. We're kind of a big deal now. Oh. And, you know. And so she wants like all technology and okay. It's not my fault. Yeah, it, that's, you know, that's her department. We don't, we just get told a name and, you know. Facial recognition. Greg Hawkins says it's duck season, baby. Damn. That was a good day for Greg Hawkins. Do you guys remember the wings in the Papa Murphy's pizza that day too? So good. Oof. Tanner T says, Greg, I would have talked to you. Go Utes. Okay. You would have. And by the way, by the way, Greg is awesome, dude. If you guys, and I think Greg said he's coming on March 10th. Well, I hope you're coming before. Anyway, the point is he's going to be in the Mavericks. (laughs) See what I meant to say? But But no. Yes, yes, yes. He won't be because he's a dad already. Good job, Greg. Okay, this is awkward now. Let's move on. I think... murals, brother. <laughs> uh, no. Stay hard. Uh, I wow. think. <laughs> wow. I think Greg Stay Hawkins uh, did say he will be attending the Big Five O birthday bash. Okay. On March 10th, so that will be a lot of fun. Uh, Mayor Alex C. McCluskey. <laughs> 
says Greg is an awesome dude, except for the whole blue cheese debacle. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know. Uh, Tanner C says drawings need to be streamed in the future. I'm going full Donald Trump election fraud on Teddy winning the drawing. Wow. See, here's the problem. See, and this is before your time. The last time, you know, what actually one of the first giveaways we ever did on the program when we were on YouTube, we did a, a live vote and had everyone vote for yep. who they'd want to win. And what happened? Grocock became a thing on yeah, this show. Grocock stole the election. So then everyone was pissed. And <laughs> so then we went to the shoebox. And then Mrs. Monty said the shoebox wasn't good enough. So now we're doing her little computer wheel fortune, whatever thing. Like, you know. It's never good enough. Yeah. People used to complain when we were reaching in. It's snowing again. Guy, it yeah. has stopped snowing. Can I, can I get a camera up and there? And now it is snowing in West Valley again? Bro. It had, it had, oh, hey. Hello. It had stopped snowing, and now it's, it's snowing again. Like, what the heck, bro? I don't know what we, what we no, have you to gotta do. You got to go forward. Go forward. There you go. Yeah, it's snowing again. Wow. Dude. Like, I'm all for winter. I'm a snowboarder. Jeep season. I'm all for it. I'm a snowboarder. Dude, I'm ready for the snow to stop now. Like, oh, too much? It's crazy. And I shoveled the, the walkway in my backyard once already. My wife is currently doing it. I was looking on our ring camera. My wife's the best. She kicks ass. Um, she sent, oh, she sent me a picture. She even shoveled the driveway, bro. My wife even shoveled the driveway. Wow. Some in the driveway, but I think it's safe to say that... Uh, There's a lot of snow. Klaus is not leaving. <laughs> the Audi's not leaving anytime <laughs> soon. Oh, my God, you guys. The snow, if you're not in Utah, the snow so in play Utah... The, play the UDOT snowplow video. Yeah, dude, check this video out. I, I kid you not. Here on the Monty program... Hey, Monty. Uh, thanks to our friends at The Advocates for taking care of us on uh, getting you guys hooked up with uh, Utah Jazz tickets on the 8th to go to the game with us. Where is it? Here it is. Look at these dudes. Bro. Yeah. That's incredible. An entire freeway, bro. Uh, like, that's crazy. Dude, like, that's the level of snow that we have had in this... In this here region of the country. Yeah, dude. Snow or rain and wind? Like, do you want snow pocket? Like, I'll take snow over rain every day. 100%. And I'll take, like, I don't want anything to do with, like, I grew up in tornadoes. Nah, bro, I'm good. This is a once in a, I, I almost say once in a lifetime snowstorm. Like, this is close to, do you guys realize here in Jutta that this is close to the largest snow event we have ever had? Um, ever. In the great state of Utah. Still snowing. And I it is still. Forecast, man. Like, I don't it know. Is, it is still snowing. Yeah. I mean, let's in see In the here. great state of Utah. Like, I don't even know how you explain this, man. Look at how much. Look how deep that snow is. Yeah, bro. It's insane, dude. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, you guys probably are tired of hearing about the snow. But I don't know how you do it. I, I really don't. I really don't know. Winter uh, storm warning remains in effect until 11 p.m. tonight now. Wow. Jay Washington says, meanwhile, here in Austin, it's 84 degrees. Thanks, Jay. Jay. Thank you. Know you. What, Jay? Thank you. Um, Come on now. Um, Timothy H. says, no way they took the time to write down 1,000 Utah users' name, name to put in previous bucket drawing. Dude. No, no. Here's the thing you don't understand, dude. You don't understand. 
<laughs> we didn't need to write them all down. We wrote them down as we got more subs. I literally yeah. did it once a week, dude. So we had a thousand so, names in the box. Oh, we had way more than that. Uh, did we stop doing? No, we had way more than that because well, we were giving yeah, away we, like we Xboxes had, yeah. and. I think we stopped doing the box at five thousand. Yeah, we were using like a big bolt, like a piece of Tupperware. At one point, we had nobody watching this show. And then we moved, like I wear a size 15 shoe, so my Air Jordan boxes were actually pretty big. Yeah. So we're like, oh, we'll just put it in there. We're never going to get over 1,000 subs. Yeah. So we started printing out all the subscribers' names on paper, and we would just cut them up real quick. It took 10 minutes. Yeah. Every, when we would get new subscribers, print them out, put them on the piece of paper, boom, 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 done. Yeah, it was easy. And it, it was easy peasy. I'd put the box on the table, like, and I would pull the name out right there on... But, dude, we're at 12,000. Yeah. So all we do now is we sort them by state. When we're doing, like, a Utah Jazz giveaway, we're not going to do Eric in Raleigh. He's in Raleigh-Durham. We're not going to have yeah. So yeah. we sort them by state, and then we have a computer program picks randomly pick somebody. And when you win, we take you out. So now, like, Teddy won't be able to win another Jazz giveaway or whatever we might be doing. Um, but, yeah, it's not. Dude, technology's out there. This is not difficult. This is not difficult at all. At all. Um, Eric and Raleigh says, why the hell not? Well, hey, man, you want hey, to pay listen, for airfare to go to a jazz game? I mean, we'll take you to a jazz game. I just didn't think you'd want to pay thousands of dollars to come out here, man. That's what I'm saying. Main event says 35 in Seattle. Snow flurries later tonight. Oof. Stay hard. You know, um, Mark Hale says big shoes, big hands. That is all. Exactly right. Well, exactly right. By the way, that Xbox is still serving me well. Tanner won an Xbox. Yeah. We pulled... There you go. Did we fix it when Tanner Plummer won an Xbox yeah. on the show? Well, come on, dude. And melted down because he thought we hated him and didn't want him to win. Shame. You know, why would see? This is the bet. This is what I always it's love about scripted. conspiracy theories. Why would like? Why would we get Teddy Wayman of all the <laughs> What would make me say, "Oh yeah, I'll go to the game with Teddy Wayman"? Like we why, can go to the game with Teddy Wayman anytime we want to, bro. Like. Yeah, like why? It's I, not. I mean, it's not. I can call Teddy Wayman and be like, "Hey, bro, yeah. you want to go to the game?" He literally is my tile guy. Wayman Brothers Construction yeah. built this studio. They like, do all my work at my house. Like, if I want to go to the game with Teddy, I would just call me and be like, "Hey, man, you want to go to the a way, game?" By the way, the other thing you're not considering is him and like five of his brothers or whatever, his family subbed to the show too. So like, there's a bunch of Waymans in there. So I mean, we know them. So like. It's it's the Waymans. You've got you know Jeremy Bolton. You've got you know yeah, but nobody wants to. People, nobody wants to go to a game with Jeremy Bolton. Like uh, I, no, I mean Mayor McCluskey. Come on, you know he lives in a cabin way out in the yonder. You know anyway. Uh, Laura Well, uh, Laura Weiss says sixty six in West Texas. How did we get Say so big right. in West Texas? West Texas, West Texas, Wachahatchee, Lubbock. Uh, is going to end up in New Mexico with all the wind. Yeah, seriously, Dude. it's always windy. Yeah. Though. It's always been I like windy. that we're seeing more ladies in the chat. I have to yeah, say. Yeah, let's go. It's nice. Speaking of which, Sadie B says, I need the snow gone because I love to watch baseball and play golf. Do you ski or snowboard? Yes, Sadie. Are, a, are you single? B, do you ski or snowboard? And C, where do you play golf? <laughs> relax. 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 Stay hard. Um, <laughs> uh, Sadie, where do you play golf? You should. We should all play golf at the canyons. Golf. Gelf. Official golf course of the Monty Show. Just That's saying. exactly right. Um, Tanner says, not going to lie, it's a little weird to have another Tanner on this show. I agree. He's, you got to work harder, Tanner. Yeah. Plumber. 
Super you know? soaker. You got to, I mean, you got to, Tanner T's coming for you. He comments all the time. You know, Tanner says, LOL, I melt, I did not melt down. You guys act like World War Three was happening when I won. I calmly asked why no, you acted you like said, that. Bro, 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 dude, you melted this down. This is like me denying my Lamar Jackson take to piss everybody off, okay? You melted the hell down, bro. You were like, why do you guys not like me? I'm not listening to the show because you guys don't like you me. You hate me. Yeah. What the hell? Which is not true, bro. Dude, what's going on in Texas? Steve Lopez says 75 in Tyler, Texas. Damn. I didn't know we had a, that big of a Texas. Wait, do you guys circumcise Skeeters out there? Stop. <laughs> Stop it. I know that obviously <laughs> we look at our numbers. We do a numbers breakdown and analytics breakdown every week on the show. Our number one market by far is we have 200,000 unique views a month at least. Mm -hmm. And we're really at 250,000 unique views a month in Utah now. Yeah. But Los Angeles, Phoenix, Las Vegas, uh, New York. We have a huge contingent of New York listeners. I wonder why. I don't know why. Well, well, probably the Donnie trade Donnie stuff. was going to get traded to the Knicks, remember? Yeah. That show is terrible, by the way. We were listening to that show the other morning. My God. My God. Uh, let's see. Tanner Plummer has the worst memory. See, everybody remembers the Tanner Plummer meltdown. Everybody remembers it. It's a classic moment on the show, dude. Yeah, Mike Maple says, "Miss NY Month fan uh, on NY Monty fan on the chat." Yeah, where is NY Monty? Dude fan? is so. And for those of you who don't know, he's in our Instagram group. He is a member. Um, but he, for his job, drives a lot. And I think based on where he's driving, that depends. That decides if he's live or not. Gotcha. I cracked my nail on the table like two minutes ago. During your Lamar Jackson meltdown. Uh, Greg Hawkins remembers the meltdown as well. Uh, Mark <laughs> Hale says, <laughs> he thinks you protest too much. Uh, uh, Sundev says 73% of Sun Devils were pulled and want to go to the Big 12. That's I like it. That's what I'm it. saying, dude. Like, this isn't some secret, dude. I like it. Uh, Mayor Alex C. McCluskey says, I will say it again. Tanner melted down and Grocock freaking stole the Xbox drawing. Biggest heist in the history of the world. So this kid, <laughs> this kid, Corey Grocock. Um, this is a true story. And his name is Corey Grocock. Yeah. I'm not kidding. I did not make up that name. <laughs> Stay hard. I did not make up that name, right? Corey Grocock shows up on the show one day and he's like, give me the Xbox. And we were like, okay. And we used to have it. It would sit right here on the table, right here in front. It was, it was perfect. And maybe we'll give another one away. I don't know. But Grocock came into the chat and was like, give me the, give me the chat. Or it. give me the Xbox. We were like, nah, bro. Like, you got to do this. Do and and, like, you and know. he went full he went full socialist. Yeah, he went full Donnie, dude. He's yeah. like, hey, if I can get 50 people to say give it to him. Will you give it to me? And I said, so I said, yeah, like an idiot being spun like a top. I was like, yeah, nobody's giving it to a guy named Grocock. Sexes me, dude. Everybody's like, yeah, man, give it to him. Then he gets it. I give it to him. And people are like, you're an idiot. Why'd you give it to him? You can't give it. To you said to give it. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. It's, your it's not my fault. Sometimes I think I just say shit. Sample what comes out of my Seriously. mouth. <laughs> Seriously. Mayor uh, McCluskey says Corey Grocock also stole his name from someone, his wow. mom, because I verified it. He sent us pictures and emails and, and like. he's a Bulls fan, which was hilarious. And he's a pretty amazing rugby player. Yeah. The guy is a baller. You know. Uh, Jay Washington says Big Jav K512. Yeah, the AC is on full speed. Really? 
Damn, dude. Okay, I, I need to verify it's that warm in Texas. Where are you are guys really Austin? rocking the air conditioning? Is, He's is in Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas weather. <laughs> dude, it's like 20 and Bro, snowing. Bro, it is legit 88 in Austin, Texas today. It is 20 and snowing the in West Valley. The high is 90. Look at that picture, you guys. Stop I it. love winter, dude. I love I'm a big too. fan, dude. I love winter, too. I ain't going front. Uh, Tanner T says, Grocock had alts, legit finestia. What wait, what does that mean? That he cheated us. I, I, hey, man. If he, he sent us a picture with his mom, with the Xbox. Yeah. Like. He didn't finesse us. Bro, whoa, hold on. I take exception to this. He didn't finesse us. He finessed you. Yeah, we didn't make the decision to just give it to him. You guys did. There was a whole, that everyone said, yes. We said, hey, in the comments, do you want to give the Xbox to Corey Grocock? Yes, 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 yeah. Like, I'm talking about... It, and it, he was counting it down. He's like, oh, that's 20. Yeah. Hey, dude. that's 30. Yeah. Hey, man, I'm getting close. Don't renege on your bat. Right? Like... It wasn't... So, so this don't show he finessed us. He this show, you. This show is a democracy when it's convenient for it to be a democracy. Yeah. And that day, Mayor McCluskey let you guys down. Can you do something for me? 801 West Valley says, love all the uh, two-wheel drive cars fugging it up this morning. <laughs> Dude, in, in 801 West Valley, on 35th, right at the 215 yeah. here in West Valley, uh -huh. we were coming into the Maverick Center this afternoon, and there was a rear-wheel drive Mercedes, and he spun his back end out, and he got hit um, by a little pickup truck right in his rear quarter. Um, Dude. All I'm saying is I got, a, I got a four-wheel drive lifted Jeep, and I had no problem. Uh, Tanner T says, we didn't. Grocox alts did. What does alts mean? What does that mean? Is that, what, well, is that listen, I, and if you're new to the show, Tanner T or whoever, let me just tell you, this show is quite literally a community. It's a community. Like, you know, Tanner Plummer says, except, um, whoa, hey now, uh, what did Brandon Butler say? Uh, Brandon Butler says Tanner keeps receipts like an accountant for the church. Damn. Duck the SEC, bro. Damn, bro. Uh, Greg says LMAO just saw that message. Makes you look worse. Sending four messages in a row. Come on, out of curiosity. Blah blah blah. Okay, what am I missing? Yeah, what are we? What are we doing? What happened, here, bro? Here? Are we I have no war? idea. No idea. Brady Cook says PS5 is better than Xbox. By the way. <sighs> Wait, what happened here? It's 10,000 degrees in, <laughs> wow. Bro, that's, Sunday. dude, bro. What are we doing? Chill out, bro. That's, that's not cool, bro. Mrs. Monty says it is absolutely dumping in South Jordan right now. Am I, what am I missing? Is there like a, yeah, what a, are we doing a member, here? is there a message in the members only chat? Like, what are we talking about? Um, Tanner Plummer, we can meet at my place if that works for you. Also, just out of curiosity, why were you and Jake so upset that I won? Also, was it, I'm not upset. Oh, dude, guy, you were so upset. Stop. Tanner Plummer in the members only, in the members only Instagram group is like putting in like okay, messages see, now, and, and deleting his receipt. Yeah. Come on. Come on, dude. Get out of here. It's casual. What are you doing? Oh, All yeah. right. Yeah. It's All mid. Right. That's what it is. It's, thank, it's mid. That's exactly what it is. Uh, Sadie says, favorite Utah golf courses. I live north, so I really enjoy Eagle Mountain in the barn. Okay. Eagle Mountain's legit. Eagle Mountain's legit. I don't mind that. Sunday's seven, minus seven in Wisconsin tonight. Damn. Okay. Okay. I like it. 
That's cool. Uh, Russ Fisher says 38 and snowing on the Oregon coast. Uh, Otto Bark says now it's 26 in Anchorage. Mm. Okay. That's better. I like it. Uh, Mayor McCluskey says, look in the members-only chat, Monty, in white polo shirt guy. Yeah, what are we doing, Tanner? Tanner does keep receipts. You know, and Greg's right. Just curious. Dude, Tanner, you melted down over that. You were, like, so upset. Like, I remember having to talk you, you off the ledge. the show for a week, dude. Yeah, Come we on. had to, like, talk you off the ledge, bro. And then we showed up and took pictures and we and were did telling we and, did. and I even remember telling you, hey man, you're a character on the show. You're one of the most important guys on the show. You're the super soaker. You're the guy. Right? Well, then you weren't the super soaker because you hadn't started talking about soaking yet. Hey, did you guys see that new show or that TikTok where they talked about soaking and Draper? You know. Hey man. Everybody's got their own memories. Yeah, yeah I know what time it that, is. You know. Uh, ben Auten says, when are you guys going to announce the winner of the PS5 giveaway? We gave one away like a month ago or two months ago. Yeah. We just are get, you we saying we need to give another one away? We just gave one away. Yeah. Uh, Blood of DePanta says, flight included preferred. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Uh, it is uh, 25 past the hour on the Monty program. Let's talk Utah Jazz basketball. Thanks for our friends. A quick quack car wash, dude. You see it outside right now. It is snowing. Bro. It is salt on the road. It is messiness in your car. Dude, you guys got to get to Quick Quack Car Wash because they give you a great car wash. Number one, forget about it. You know it. I know it. You go to a Quick Quack Car Wash, straight cash, homie. Like the car looks great. Wheels, tire, front, back, top, sides, always good. They give you free towels. The vacuums are free. I love it. I go to the one in South Jordan at the district. They're always smiling. And the thing that I really appreciate about Quick Quack is the line's not an hour long. I am in and out at Quick Quack in five minutes. That's why I'm telling you, when you want your car washed, when you want a good experience, absolutely, you should go to Quick Quack Car Wash. Play-Doh, I have no idea. Lipstick, apparently my car door looks like a canvas. Quick Quack, it's my saving grace. No one else needs to know the madness of my journey. Quick Quack Car Wash brings you all of our NBA and Utah Jazz Talk on the Monty program. Court McMullen says 30 plus inches, uh, dri- 30 inch drifts in West Jordan. Dude, the snow at the crib this morning was unbelievable. Yeah. Like unbelievable. Uh, Tanner T says, does the show have a therapist sponsor that we can use next time we have a member meltdown? <laughs> well, you're not a member, so. <gasps> well, what's the problem? I mean, I, you know, I mean, I yeah, Tanner you know, T, like, like I mean, be a member, you know, to, you know to I mean, I could, things. I could refer you one if you wanted to click join. Yeah. You know, then you, you could know, melt down. You got to be a member, and then you can, you know, you know, yeah. Uh, if I can get one like, can you give me a PS Five? Nope, sorry. Uh, Tanner says boycotted the show for a week. Another lie, Jake. <laughs> well, you know, you know, Tanner, you seem upset right now. I'm kidding. So get your facts straight. I am kidding. Let's talk Utah Jazz <laughs> basketball. Um, here's a pretty here's a pretty straightforward question. Should the Utah Jazz be focused on making the playoffs? Man, I'm tough on this this question. I, the answer is I'm I don't know. I I don't happen to think it's that important that they make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I think developing Walker Kessler and getting as many minutes as possible with Laurie Markkinen and Walker Kessler together, 
figuring out if Colin Sexton's a guy that can be trusted to stay healthy. Mm -hmm. That's the priority for me. I don't know, Jake, how important is it that the Utah Jazz make the playoffs? Yeah, I, I think that, you know, making the playoffs is, it's not important from the standpoint of winning a championship, obviously, but I think that you're, by not making the playoffs, you've had just sort of a mediocre season. Like you, you, you weren't a tanking team. I still don't think they're a tanking team. Uh, you know, I, like you, if you make the playoffs, that's kind of the cherry on top. And when I say make the playoffs, I want to be clear. If you get past the play in and get into a, a seven game situation, right? That's what I'm talking about. If you do that, you're like, that's a really successful season. Even if you're one and done, that's incredibly successful. And everyone's saying like, you got writers in this town saying that, ah, uh, we should expect nine wins out of this team in the second half. Nine wins. And what I'm saying is that I think I'm not saying that this team's going to win 17 or the last 23 or whatever it is, but I think they're, they're a little more than nine wins. I think that this team is capable of beating some teams they shouldn't, mainly because I would expect them to be reengaged mentally after the break. We saw what this team was like when you rolled them out at the beginning of the year. And I know it looks a little different. You've got some different guys. I understand that. But if they play the right way and guys make shots, they're in essentially every game that they play. And that's what I think everyone seems to miss when we talk about the Jazz. Like, when we're having the discussions in the members-only chat, you know, while Jazz games are happening, everyone's like, oh, wow, like, Ochai's knocking it down tonight. Like, we're right in this game. Like, everything's cool. But then it seems like reporters the next day or media or whatever come out and they're like, oh, well, this seems terrible. And I wouldn't expect them to win more than eight, nine games. And... Yada, yada, yada. And it's like, dude, like this team can win 13, 14 games in the second half out of 20 or what I think 23 games they have left in the season. They can do that. So to me, I just, I look at this and I say, how important is it? I think it's important as a finishing piece to this season. It's not important from, you know, are you going to win a championship? You're not there. That's not your goal. But if you can go and get into a series and get that experience early on for guys like Walker Kessler, especially for guys like Colin Sexton, you're that's ideal in my opinion in this first season. I think that makes a lot of sense. The, the, the biggest issue I have is I'm not a believer in tanking, but I'm also not a believer in, in focusing on anything that doesn't help you in the future. So is winning and losing paramount to how good Walker Kessler is next year? Well, certainly, I think you have to believe that if you make the playoffs, that's better for Walker Kessler, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's better for Ochai Agbaji. I'd love to see this team make the playoffs. I think it's going to be very difficult. Did you guys see what Darvin Ham, the head coach of the Lakers, said today? That his goal is to get the sixth spot in the West. Like, you're the LA Lakers. You cannot afford to miss the playoffs. And really, you can't afford to be in the play-in tournament. So it makes sense. Does it really make sense for the Utah Jazz to say something like, yeah, our goal is to make the playoffs. We have to make the playoffs. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Because your most important function this year is, hey, we've got to win in the future. So Walker and Ochai, Walker and, and Laurie Markkinen, mm -hmm. they have to play together. And, and again, not to keep jabbing the wound, but this is why it's awkward to have, have Jordan Clarkson on the team. Thanks. Like, it, it's weird to me. This is a guy that's going to be an unrestricted free agent. You guys understand that, right? Like, he is going to free agency. 
He has got a player option. He is going to opt out of that option. And somebody's going to give him three years, and they're probably going to give him a minimum of $72 million. Yeah. I'm out on that, dude. I'm out. Because I, I can't see paying Jordan that kind of money. Mm-hmm. He is absolutely a volume shooter. Yeah. He is not an efficient player. He is not an exceptional player. Jordan Clarkson's a good player. He's not $90 million worth of a good player. Right. And if he gets a fourth year, and there's a sucker born every day in this league, a fourth year on a Jordan Clarkson contract's a disaster. Mm-hmm. I, I, ju- I don't care what anybody says. And you look at you look at some of the, the contracts in sports that you knew were going to be a problem. Yeah, I don't know. Like you can look at Fernando Tatis Jr. in San Diego with the Padres or whoever you want to point to. You knew that was going to be a mistake. And you did it anyways. And I think somebody's going to give Jordan Clarkson a fourth year, and I think it's going to be a mistake. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Mike Conley and Rudy Gobert, those are both mistakes. Rudy Gobert, perfect example. You knew he was going to be a. You knew he was going to be a problem. Yeah, and you so knew that. To me, it's like with this squad. Like I am, I, I'm, I'm saying that I'd love to see him get in a playoff series just for the experience. I, I agree. It serves him no purpose to come out and be like, oh yeah, our. Stated goals and organizations to make the playoffs. I, they're they're not doing that. That doesn't. That's just not necessary. But I think if I'm Will Hardy and I'm the guys that are in basketball every day, I'm trying to win all these games. And obviously they're not going to win all their games. But that's that's the goal. I want to see. Really, what it's about is I want to see more organization. I want to see a little bit tighter of a rotation. I want to see like I, I want to see some purpose in. The minutes. I don't want to just be making substitutions because Buddy's played too many minutes in the first half and he's got to sit the second half. Like I, I want to see, you know, I, I want to see Will Hardy treat this team, you know, like you're trying to win a championship. Basically, play the guys that earn the minutes. Don't play the guys that haven't, and then sub when needed. Like it, that's what this should be. I agree. You need to build chemistry between Laurie Markin and Walker Kessler. Those two guys are your foundational building blocks. I'm not ready to say that Colin Sexton is a building block yet. The guy's injury prone. If he keeps getting hurt, you're going to wind up trading him or cutting him loose or whatever it is, and you're going to wind up replacing him with someone else. Guards in this league are a dime a dozen, man. It's not hard to find a guy that can replace Colin Sexton. So to me, I, I'm not ready to throw Sexton into that group, but I do think that Laurie and and Walker are the two guys that you need to get together and hopefully those guys can play together the next five years and and be part of the core that takes you to the promised land. I think it'll be interesting to see philosophically how all this plays out. I really do, because I think fans are so split on this right now. I think it is one of the biggest and most controversial conversations that we're going to have. And, and I think it is, I think it's one of those deals where if you're a Jazz fan, you want him to win every game. Our guy, Ken Williams is so fired up that this team win every single game. And when they lose, he loses. And I get that. I love that about Utah Jazz fans. But I also think you have to have some perspective for the future and understanding why it's so important that Walker Kessler become a force in the next two seasons. He's got to become an elite, elite defender. And in my opinion, he's got to become a, a, a really good jump shooter. And I think if if he can become that, this team is going to be unstoppable. Yeah. If he starts knocking down mid-range Jays and and if he can shoot a three occasionally, the, the Utah Jazz will never lose another game ever in the history. Right. Of, that's probably an overstatement, but you know. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, RJ Johnson 
says it's sunny in Los Angeles, but rain expected soon. <laughs> I love that everybody is giving us their, their weather forecast. I do love seeing where all of you guys are. I, I, I know that that might be kind of weird, but I do love seeing what, where all our people are. I think are. it's fun. Yeah. Uh, Charles M. wants to... No. No. I'm not going there. No. Thank Charles. you. Charles. Thank you, Mayor McCluskey. He just says no. Charles? No. Don't. Uh, Riley O'Brien says, how close was DeAndre Ayton to being traded to the Jazz? Last summer? I mean, inches, moments, minutes. Uh, we were talking to a guy at the Jazz who was telling us, hey... You guys should stay live. Stay live. Yeah. This is happening. It's close. Like, that's how close it was. Yeah. And I, I think it would have been a huge pickup. I think if they had traded for... If they had traded for DeAndre, and that, that would have dramatically changed the Western Conference. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Obviously. Um, you know, Jeremy Severe says it's four, minus 14 in Antarctica right now. Okay, you are not in Antarctica. I, I'm not buying it. I'm not. You know. Uh, Brent Burnett says, let the Wolves be in the lottery and let the Jazz make the playoffs and surprise us with some postseason luck. Eh. Eh. I, I see the value in playoff experience. Leverage game experience. Yeah, that's I think one you thing need this that. team doesn't get enough of. Like, you know, games that matter, that type of experience. They don't have any of that right I now. I would agree with that. Brandon Butler, member of the program. Nope, the Jazz should be focused on development. The playoffs would be nice, but the result would be the same. The offseason is when our season truly starts. Totally agree. Totally agree. Court McMullen, a member of the program, says that Jazz just need to keep a winning mentality in mind. Whether or not they make the playoffs is irrelevant, but in no way should they do a, quote, mini tank just to make sure we get a lottery pick because you're not, not going to get a lottery pick. Did you guys see what Victor Wambanyama said today? Yeah. Victor Wambanyama, and this is a guy that everybody is like, oh, my God, we got to have him. Man, be not be not oh, be my God, Victor yeah. Wambanyama. Victor Wambanyama today said that I don't want to be a center. My former coach made me play center, so essentially he quit the team. It was no fun. I didn't have the fun. I never got the ball. I want to be a four, not a five. So let me get this right. He's growing. He's now seven foot five. Do you know how hard it is to have handles in the NBA at seven five? Yeah. The length of your arms and legs. That's never been seen before. And he's got game, but the work he's going to have to do to develop. So this, this fascination with VW, I, I'm, I'm, I think it is going to be really interesting to see exactly where he is well, and where he ends up. What's so funny to me is everyone's like, oh, the Jazz should have tanked. Do you understand that they don't need to tank to still go and get VW? Do you get that? Like, if they wanted VW, they could go and get VW with all the capital they have, yes, they can make a deal to go and get it done. That's just not what they want. Not to belabor the point. Yeah. Dude. But dude, do you, do you guys see this right now? Look at all this snow in West Valley. This is essentially the West Valley, west side of the, the west side of the Salt Lake Valley. West side. West side, east coast. Yeah. I mean, like, do you guys see this? Yeah, dude. It's kind of crazy. Kind of crazy. I mean, it, it, this is unbelievable. I think, and I, isn't it, Jake, didn't, weren't we watching, I think we were watching Channel 2 before the Champions League today. Yeah. And they were saying that the record is 90-something inches at the airport. And we were at like 77 inches at the airport. Yeah, I think the single biggest day record is 20 inches. And they were at 17 at lunch. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. It's crazy, man. 
It is absolute. That is yeah, what I it mean. Was. This is the kind of winner we need, though. I mean, uh, you know, not to get too far away from Jazz here, but this is the kind of winner that Salt Lake needs, and, yeah. I, and I hope that it helps. I'm just amazed that this is happening. I'm amazed that this is happening. Yeah. Like, I, I look at this picture on the screen right now, and the snow was done. It was actually, look, we were like, hey, is that going to be the sun coming out? And now it's just pouring snow again. Yeah. Like, there's another bank of windows that is, I don't know, probably 100 yards in front of me. Yeah. The main entry right by the big statue in front of Maverick Center. And you, I, like, I can see the snow coming down. I don't even think this shot does it justice how much snow is falling right now. Yeah. It, it, look at all that snow on the steps. It's lit, dude. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. As we talk Utah Jazz basketball on the Monty Show, um, don't forget that Bucked Up Energy is the official uh, energy drink of the Monty Here program. Hey, Monty. Uh, don't forget that our uh, Big 5-0 birthday bash is coming up on March 10th. And now the Stanley Cup will be at the Maverick Center on March 11th. Let's go. Do it. You want to come to both of those games? We're giving away a weekend pass. Uh, all of our members are invited already. That's done. Um, but all you have to do is go to the link in our description below here on YouTube. And if you're listening on Spotify, hello to everybody on podcast. Yes, we do an audio only version of the show on Spotify and everywhere else you get a podcast. If you are listening on, on Spotify, it's in the podcast description below as well on YouTube or podcast. Click the free sample link. They give you three free samples of your choice and a free shaker cup. They send it right to your front door. I'm telling you, it is, it's awesome. Yeah. Once you get into Bucked Up, you will not ever need another energy product. Yep. From protein powder to pre-workout to, as we tell you every day, Bucked Up Zero Sugar Energy Best. is my preferred. Um, they're the best energy product that I've ever used, and they want to give you free samples of it. Click the link. You can go into any Utah location of Bucked Up, including American Fork, Farmington Station, South Jordan, any of their locations. Go in and say, hey, I heard about you guys on the Monty Show. I want a free energy drink. They will give you a free energy drink just because you mentioned the Monty Show. But I'm telling you, hook it up on the free samples because it is, it is absolutely a great deal. And their shaker cups. And anybody in the comments who's done this, because I know a lot of people have already gone to buckedup.com yeah. uh, and have already clicked the free sample link. Um, absolutely. You're going to see that the Shaker Cup is fantastic. Worth it. Uh, absolutely worth it on its own, and it's free right now in that link. Make sure you tell them you heard about it. On the Monty Show, Bucked Up, the official energy drink of the Monty Show, buckedup.com. You need a pre-workout protein. You need you know, your organic greens. My wife loves the organic greens from buckedup.com. Who you even lift? They have all of the supplements that you need and use. Use the promo code MONTY uh, to get yourself 20% off at buckedup.com at checkout. Just put in MONTY, boom, done. And what it, do you bet? It's really that easy. And let me tell you, there's not a better entrepreneurial story um, than Bucked Up Energy. Yeah. Because they're a local company. They are, I mean, they're, I believe they're headquartered in Lehigh. Um, our guy, Ryan Gardner, like him and his family have just built this thing out of nothing. Mm-hmm. And it's just such a good story, man. We I love those guys. NIL. And you know what I like about the guys that bucked up? They're inspirational. Like you talk to those guys and you want to go conquer the world. Like the last time we talked to Ryan, we had a video conference with him. And you just feel energized. You feel fired up. You know how you want to talk to people who make you feel good? Yeah. He's that dude. He makes you feel good. He excites you. 
I'm telling you, go get the free samples. Don't take my word for it. Try it for free. Buckedup.com. Use the promo code Mati or right in the description below on this podcast and on YouTube. Just click the free sample link to get your free samples. By the way, before we get to your Utah Jazz comments, I'm trying to buy a car. And again, another another day, a different dealership playing games with me about a car that was in an accident or not. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at a Grand Cherokee Limited. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, in the Carfax, it says it was an accident. They're like, no, 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 bro. No. It's like, dude, stop playing me, bro. Well, what did they? So they're texting you. Yeah, because I said to the guy, I talked to the guy on the phone today. Right, right. And he's like, yeah, there was an incident with the undercarriage. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm not interested, man. Yeah. He's like, well, well. And I was like, no, dude, it's good. Have a good day. I appreciate you. And so now a different girl from that dealership is texting me. Saying? Uh, someone sent in your information. No, I talked to one of your sales guys today. And she's like, oh, the inquiry didn't list what you were looking for. There was no inquiry. I did not send an inquiry. <coughs> I called in today. You know, like, stop, man. Stop. That's what I'm saying. Uh, all right, let's get your comments on the Utah Jazz football. 50 in five minutes. Then at the top of the hour, we'll get back to um, Pac, the Pac, is it the Pac-12 debacle? The Pac-12 impending doom. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You know. You know. Uh, we'll get back to the Pac-12 in the ESPN, Apple story. All of that coming up in 14 minutes on the Monty Show. Um, let's see, where are you guys at? Uh, Tanner says it'd be cool, uh, if the jazz make the play in tournament, I wouldn't have any problem with that. I, I, I would have no problem with that. Mm. No problem whatsoever. Um, (laughs) dude, it's amazing how many people I'm all over the place today. Admittedly, I can't believe how many people are are here to talk pac 12 and who just cannot wait to talk pac 12. Well, if that's what the people want to talk about, then give it to them, man. I I mean, I don't know. 14 minutes. Yeah. I like talking NBA. I do too. Uh, Brent Burnett says Sexton is young and and so is THT. THT is not a guy. I I just am not a believer in THT. I'm not ready to say I've soured on THT. I'm just not a THT guy. Yeah, I think that THT, you got to remember he's young. He's young. There's no way around that. He's 21, I think, or whatever he is. Like, he's a young guy, man. And and I think that playing in the Lakers system was not kind to him. He didn't get a lot of run. You know, he had that moment in the bubble. But other than that, like, there just wasn't a lot of time for him. And I think he's still trying to find his game. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see, man. It, it is, uh, it's going to be interesting. By the way, a couple of NBA stories for you. Shams at The Athletic says that Kevin Durant and the Suns are targeting his son's debut to return action next Wednesday at Charlotte. Uh, Durant is on the cusp of returning from an MCL sprain. Chris Haynes, uh, who's Chris's TNT and Bleacher Report? Golden State Warriors say Steph Curry is improving and will be reevaluated in one week. He is doing on-court activities. Who's the best team in the NBA, dude? Because I think it's really interesting. This Lakers story, and I know people are going to say I'm crazy and I'm a Laker homer, and that Darvin Ham is talking openly about the Lakers making up four and a half games to get the sixth spot. Uh huh. You know how difficult that is in 23 games? Yeah, you got to win a lot. I, you do. Like I, but but I'm a big believer. 
that, you know, so, so like you set this goal, right? Like you say this kind of crazy thing, you know, Hey, we're going to build a studio at the Maverick center and do the show here. But then you break that down and you look at numbers and you figure out, okay, well, what would we need to do that? It does sound insane, but what would it take? And now all of a sudden it's like, yeah, maybe it's insane, but now it's an attainable goal. And so for them, yeah, they're going to have to win like 20 out of whatever. Like they're going to have to do something crazy. They're going to have to go ham. They're going to have to go absolutely ham. Uh, real quick aside, uh, Jackson Graham says, how come uh, only some of the original viewers have the blue star? Because they're members of the program. Yeah, They subscribe to our show, but they also joined our membership platform for $10 a month, $9.99. There you go. That gets you into our exclusive members-only Instagram group. And it is worth your time. Dude. It is. Yeah. It gets you all of our inside information first, like you would have known this morning about the Pac-12 and ESPN and and all of the things that they're working on, you would have had all that information first. Mm -hmm. So, and it gets you, you into events. About. It gets you into gets you first access to merch drops, which is a good chance that you know after this event, we're going to have merch for this event ready to go for you guys. Um, after that, we'll probably have some more merch that'll never get seen by the public members only because it'll get sold out too quickly. Like you know, yeah. being a member is valuable on this channel. It is, and it's only nine ninety nine a month. There's no commitment. You can cancel any time. So hook it up. Uh, click the link that's in there. Nate Davis, what's up? Good to see you, Nate. Um, real quick before we get to football at 50, listen to the the Lakers' schedule. And again, they got to make up, what'd you say, four games? Four and a half games. Four and a half games. Golden State at home on Thursday, tomorrow. At Dallas, at Memphis, Sunday, Tuesday. Oklahoma City, Minnesota, Golden State, Memphis, Toronto, and the Knicks all at home. Then at New Orleans, at Houston. Dallas, Orlando, Phoenix, OKC, Chicago at Chicago. They finish the month of March at Minnesota. Open up the last five games of the year are at Houston, at Utah, at the Clippers, Phoenix, Utah. The Utah Jazz game on April 4th and April 9th could be critical determiners of whether or not the LA Lakers are in the play-in are in the playoffs, are in the sixth spot. The Jazz, and what did you say to me in the Jeep on the way over today? Mm. The Jazz are in position to make some pretty good noise. They're going to win games they have no business winning. I agree. Yep, I agree. Which is exactly what you said. 100%. So I don't disagree with you on that. I don't. Uh, real quick, Jason W. gives us a $5 tip to say Pac-12 equals a car dealership. Experts say the Jeep is worth 30K. Mark and other buyers say nope. Thank you. Facts. It's well, a, I mean, it's well done, dude. That is very well done. Very well done. Keaton Critchlow says, sheesh, the Lakers have their work cut out for them. Yeah, they do. 100%. T. Lawrence Gragston says the Lakers are a playing team. Brent Burnett says the Lakers can make the playoffs at healthy. They can do it without being healthy. So we'll, they can't do it without being healthy. So we'll see if they can do it healthy. Okay. I like it. And without further ado, Football 50, 10 in the hour, every hour, on the Monty Program, hey, presented Monty. by our good friends. Hey, Monty. Presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Papa Murphy's Pizza, make sure you use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. All right, Brock Purdy, Sam Frog Disco. Frisco, San Francisco. Right. 49ers quarterback Brock Purdy. K 
cannot have surgery on his torn ulnar collateral ligament, which is the ligament that makes your elbow function as a quarterback. Because he's got too much inflammation, they say that it will be a month before he can have surgery because the inflammation has to be completely gone. Now, here's the best part. Oh, well, hey, it's not going to delay his return at all. Guy, it's another month, and it's been a month already. You're telling me that you're not... This is not good news for the 49ers. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, you look at that type of injury, you need to get the swelling out of that thing, and I don't know what... You know what they're doing about it. Obviously, I'm. Sh- you know, he's getting treatment. I'm sure, like they're working their ass off. But you're gonna have to do something about it. And at a certain point, like you just gotta go in there and get the job done. Like I, I and I'm not saying they're slacking, but the idea that this wouldn't, you know, delay his return is asinine. Crazy. I mean, you, you, you're talking about like you just said, now missing two months of recovery time. Like this surgery should have been done. And and you're telling me that the pitcher. You know, in Major League Baseball, who who has TJ's got to wait a month for the inflammation to go down? Dude, this is common practice. This is common modern medicine. Like, this should have been done, and he should be recovering now. I'm telling you that this situation is huge because, again, I'm not a Trey Lance believer. I don't believe that Trey Lance is an NFL quarterback. I think he is, at best, a third string I don't believe he will ever be a successful quarterback in this league after what he went through in San Francisco. And I think they're going to have to hope that he's healthy enough to start a quarterback, dude. I think it's an absolute disaster. I think Brock Purdy tearing his elbow ligament in the playoffs was an absolute death knoll. This team needs to go out and get a quarterback. And if you're the San Francisco 49ers and you are not banging down Derek Carr's door and if you are not banging down AR-12's door, if you are not trying to get the best quarterback available on the market, you are absolutely crazy. Because that's a Super Bowl team if they have a functioning quarterback. They have the offense. They have the offensive line. They have a phenomenal defense. They need Brock Purdy. Or somebody like Brock Purdy, and it ain't Jimmy Garoppolo. You've got to go and make a decision now because I'm telling you, Trey Lance ain't that dude. 100%. He ain't that dude. Yep. Speaking of quarterbacks, did you guys see that? And Jake lost his mind over this today. Jake was like, oh, my God, Netflix is in. Hey, Monty, Netflix is doing sports now, brah. Well, you think I'm crazy, and I'm not. Maybe you've heard of Drive to Survive. Anyway, the point is, Netflix announced a series today called Quarterback featuring which one of these three isn't like the other? One is not the same. Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and Marcus Mariota mic'd up the entire season, and it's a show about quarterbacks. Why is Marcus Mariota and Kirk Cousins in this show with Patrick Mahomes? I don't know. Are you watching? Oh, 100%. I mean, you know, I think that that the thing here to understand is Mahomes' production company is making this. Um, So that's why Mahomes isn't on this. But the reason I got excited about this is because this is absolutely Netflix inching closer to getting live streamed games on their platform. Because if you look at Amazon's path, Amazon had, uh, what was it called? All or nothing with the Cardinals. They had a bunch of NFL content they did that was just like this. And now what do you know? What do you know? Amazon streaming NFL games once a week, right? So it's not a, it's not so far-fetched to say, hey, Dude, Netflix is trying to get in on this game. And and that's why I think it's a it's a good sign. Like Netflix is trying to get in. So to me, I think this would be great content. 
I think that it has a chance to be one of the best sports shows they've done. And I think that they want to have NFL games on their platform at some point. They want to they want to revolutionize the platform, in my opinion. Yeah, I think it is. It's must watch. It's absolutely must watch. I'm thrilled about it. But I don't believe that this is something where all of a sudden you're getting you're getting Netflix into the Pac-12 conversation. They're not. I think this is excellent original content that Netflix is absolutely in the right spot to get. So I love the idea. Um, let's see. I am watching David Kreitzer. I'm watching from ASU territory in Phoenix, Arizona. Let's go. Let's go. David Kreitzer, you know, we're all getting together in Phoenix in a couple of weeks. We're all doing it at uh, Lopes Van Gabe's house, which actually he built a house in center field at the uh, GCU baseball stadium. Mm -hmm. He actually like built his house on center field. Um, we're all getting together at his house and you know, we're, we're going to walk, we're going to watch, you know, Wilson, who's going to go at the top of the major league baseball draft. It's going to be amazing. You know, okay. Good uh, you know, uh, Maury Alvarez says Netflix could be the new home of the pac 10. No, never going to happen. They already nah. said no. Uh, Jackson Graham says Monty killed it in the Arizona market and is killing it here in Utah. Appreciate you, Jax. Good to see you. Uh, WW says, I think the Pac-12 and the ACC should merge. Kick out the bottom dwellers. I Maybe. Guess. Maybe. I, I'm, I'm not here for that. You know, like the, the, the ACC is irrelevant most of the time. Already crowned Clemson. That's what the ACC stands for. Mm -hmm. Like there's not a whole lot of value in that conference from a football standpoint. Obviously, ACC basketball is legendary, but... Again, I think we're learning very, very painfully that college basketball doesn't write the checks, man. 100%. And not that we didn't know that. Not that you didn't know that. But, but it just slaps you in the face repeatedly. I mean, you know. That's what I'm saying. I just, for my money, Netflix is not getting into sports. They're not. You know, like, it. it that's just my opinion. Yeah. But I could be wrong. But we'll see. By the way, by the way. I still maintain that this draft pick by the Chicago Bears is one of the most important picks in the history of the National Football League draft. And we'll talk a lot more. The combine, you guys realize the, the NFL combines next week. Yeah. NFL combines next week already. The draft is coming. It's absolutely coming. Uh, and let's hope that you ordered the meatball marinara so they're coming like Deion Sanders is coming. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do meatballs and marinara. Papa Murphy's does meatballs? Oh, oh, I think you mean I do the meatballs and marinara? And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it? How do I do it? Oh, well, we do it with savory ground beef covered in tangy, tangy marinara. marinara. That's how, honey. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza. And don't forget the meatballs. Order now at PapaMurphy's.com. Yep, make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Use promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase at $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. The new pizza that's coming, dude. Bomb, dude. Dude. It's classified information right now, but give it a couple days. I'm telling you, it's going to be amazing. The Monty Show is presented... Monty show. Hey, Monty. <laughs> Mayor McCluskey has brain effed me on that now. The Monty show is presented by the advocates, utahadvocates.com. If you're in Phoenix, they just opened a brand new office in Arizona. Listen, you didn't deserve to get in a wreck. And if you're here in Arizona, 
or here in Utah or in Arizona. Look at what's going on in Utah now. The snow is all over the place today. We saw multiple accidents on our way to work this afternoon. Listen, if somebody hits you because of the snow, um, you didn't deserve to get in that accident, man, but you do deserve a proper defense. You do deserve an advocate at theadvocates.com. And look, if you're sitting here saying to yourself, man, do I need a lawyer for this? Yes. Anytime you ask yourself, hey, man, do I, you know, do I need a doctor? Yes. Do I need a lawyer? Yes. Go to it. And best, the best part about the advocates is you never come out of pocket to work with the advocates. They don't have consultation fees or big retainers. No, no, friends. In fact, at the advocates, you don't pay until the advocates win your case. Chat with an attorney live online for free 24-7 at theadvocates.com. Okay, we know why you guys are here. We get it. We get it. it. You guys want to talk. Pac-12, Big 12, you want to know what's going on with the Pac-12 and their TV situation. So without further ado, let's update you on that situation because it is a big deal. Um, And right now, the latest news uh, is that ESPN and the Pac-12 have not talked in several weeks which if you were a member of the program, you would know this already because I put it out in our members-only Instagram chat first, as always, uh, so that the members who pay $9.99 a month for this here program always get the information first. ESPN and the Pac-12 have not spoken in weeks, and a lot of it has to do with the fact that ESPN has told the Pac-12 that they're not interested in tier one rights. They're not interested in a ton of programming or a large volume of programming. ESPN is more interested in a small amount of significant opportunities is the wording that was used to me today, which means they want USC and UCLA to play their last rivalry game in the conference or something like that. They want every Oregon Washington game. They want the biggest games on ESPN, ESPN ESPN.com and ESPN plus. I want it. And they can have that. But the problem is ESPN's only willing to pay $100 million a year. Facts. And for that, they're going to get a game or two a week. And that's it. Because that number, $100 million a year from ESPN to the Pac-12, is for basketball and football, according to TV industry sources. I am also told that the other major problem for uh, the Pac-12 right now is that Amazon and Apple lack the infrastructure to produce live sporting events. So let's say that Amazon and Apple somehow wind up with Pac-12 football. They don't have the production facilities, equipment, or staff to pull off live broadcasting. Why is that significant? Because the Pac-12 is trying to get out of the Pac-12 network business. They no longer want to be in charge of their own in-house production, (laughs) meaning that they don't want to be in charge of doing live broadcasts. They want their television distribution partner to handle that. But if you're going Amazon or Apple TV, you don't have that infrastructure at either company. Let's not forget that Amazon farmed out Thursday night football and Apple no longer has to worry about that because the MLS produces all of their own broadcasts. So this is a significant issue because what it is, is it is a financial undertaking for the Pac-12 to be leveraged to produce those games live and stream them, essentially provide a video stream to Amazon or Apple TV to do that. And who is the one that can do it for them? ESPN. But ESPN has said they're not interested in being a third party to produce games anonymously for the Pac-12. All of this to say, Jake, this feels like a train wreck. Yeah, I mean, that's 
pretty much what it is. I think that's a fair characterization of the whole situation. And I think that this this concept that the Pac-12 wants to get out of the business of producing its own games, to me, like from a business standpoint, where you're at seems like the complete wrong way to go. And the reason I say it seems like the complete wrong way to go is because the Pac-12 is in a situation where every other P5 conference has a TV deal except you. And the reason you don't have one is because you don't have the best teams in the country. So there's not a lot of demand for your product. And now your arrogance and your decision-making over the last 10 years has really put you in this position overall. So the reason I'm advocating for them actually doing the production themselves and why I think they should is because they can save a lot of money by doing that. They can get out of this position where they're only getting 25, 30 million from a distribution partner. They can make all that content. They can skip the grant of rights process and they can go directly to the schools and say, hey, if you want your game um, broadcast by us, this is what it costs. Right? It costs $1. Okay, Oregon. Oregon's going to go out, and they're going to sell $5 worth of advertising revenue to all their ad partners through all their relationships. So they got to pay $1 to get it broadcast, and they made $4. Pac-12's good. Schools are good. Everything's good. Yet the Pac-12 wants to go the other way. They want to take the easy route, as usual. They want Amazon or Apple or ESPN, ultimately ESPN at the end of the day, to do that for them. And that's why... I still maintain, and we've been saying it for uh, almost two years now, George Klyovkov is not a good commissioner. Excuse me. George Klyovkov is not a good commissioner. He doesn't understand what this is going to take. George Klyovkov has not been an upgrade to Larry Scott. I mean, that's the the hard, painful truth. They have He has not been an upgrade. And I think when you look at what George has done, I'm sure that George has done his level best. The problem is he can't be trusted. And if we are truly talking apples to apples here, George Klyovkov and Larry Scott are the same guy because it doesn't matter how they've gone about it. They've torpedoed this league. The debauchery, the debauchery excuse me, with which George Klyovkov <coughs> went after UCLA and this back-of-the-envelope BS and leveraging John Wilner and, uh, you know, Wilner and Canzano and... Yeah. It, it, it's incredible to me. It is incredible to me that you, as Wilner and Kanzano are two of the most respected Pac-12 media members, and you absolutely got played. How? And, and you look at Wilner now, and you, and you look at Kanzano now, and they just now are stuck being apologists for the Pac-12. Yeah. And you look at the rest of the media, and you have very few people that are willing now to, to, to kiss the ring. And I Doesn't think it's one of Well, but you know what? George Klyovkov played them like a flute, man. Yeah. The, the hit piece that he put out on UCLA where, where George Klyovkov, in my opinion, and I don't, I don't have facts or information to back this up. I want to make this really clear. In my opinion, George Klyovkov Fast. was dishonest and, and essentially spun a web of lies to try and pull the wool over the eyes of the, the, the UC Board of Regents. Right. Talking about how nobody has said that they want UCLA to leave the, the Pac-12. 
Well, then somebody actually did, you know, research and the work. And it turns out every UCLA fan wants to be in the same conference with USC and <laughs> wants to go to the Big Ten. It's embarrassing. And then you're talking about how it's back of the envelope calculations. And this is bad for the mental health of the student athlete. Um, none of that turned out to be true. Yeah. And what was the repercussion? Nothing was the repercussion. It's incredibly frustrating to me that you just have not gotten a, a situation where Larry Scott's gone and everything should have been roses. Like Larry Scott was knocked out of position and I feel like the grass should have come back up through the dirt. The flowers should have bloomed. Well, the trees the should have put leaves. Had, right? There was momentum when that happened, right? Like when Larry Scott got pushed out or quit or whatever the hell fired, like there was momentum. Oh, hey, grass is greener. Trees are growing. Money's going to move up. Like everything was heading the right direction. And then you hire a guy and go and find it. I found it last night. You can go and find it too on Google. George Klyovkov, I want everyone to understand. Nobody knew who this guy was before they hired him. And he came out with a statement when he got hired that said, yeah, I can understand why nobody would know who I am. I'm, I'm kind of unheard of. I, I get that. So, again, it goes back to this whole concept of you have educators trying to make money on a, on a sports package, and they have no idea what the hell they're doing. From hiring a commissioner to to offices in San Francisco to like everything, dude, you don't know what you're doing. The way they handled officiating, the way like the way they've handled this whole thing, and listen, they're elite educators. The presidents in the Pac-12 are elite educational minds. They need somebody. It's Roger Goodell is the best example th that I can come up with here. Roger Goodell leads the owners in the NFL. Mm-hmm. He, he, it is as though he is giving them sound advice and I don't know, they're actually following him. He is their Mike McCluskey. And exactly right. And he has turned the NFL into a billion dollar business. That's every day. But can you trust George Klyovkov to turn the Pac-12 into a billion dollar business? You can't. Because yeah. he's, he's fumbled and bumbled at every opportunity he's gotten, which is not what Dan Kinnersley has done by becoming a member of the Monty Show program. Let's go, Dan. Let's go, baby. Hook it up. Make sure you DM Jake on Instagram. Uh, SLC Jake. SLC Jake. Yep. He will put you into our members only group on, on Instagram, and it is a great community, Dan. Uh, it is a, an ongoing chat about things in sports, life, you name it. It's awesome to be a part of that group. It is so much fun on a daily basis. Uh, not to mention you get all of our inside information first before anybody else. Make sure you DM Jake, SLC Jake on Instagram. He'll put you in the group. Dan, really appreciate you, man. It's guys like you that make this show possible. Hey, Dan, are you a uh, Utah? Are you a Texan? You a Californian? Like, where you at, bro? Yeah, let's hear about it. Dan Kinnersley is the newest member of the program. Riley O'Brien says, welcome, Dan, LFG. Let's go. Exactly right. Um, you know. Uh, Charles M says these guys are getting bucked up on the air. You, well, see what so see what he did there. Do so, tell. So see what he did. So bucked up is the official energy drink of the Monty Show, or excuse me, the Monty Show. Um, and so he said, "Hey, they're getting bucked up on the air. Like we're getting energetic, and it's kind of like bucked up and bucked up. So it kind of all works together." Okay. Okay. Dude, I saw the Chicago Blackhawks made a trade. I thought for sure it was Patrick Kane. <laughs> it was not. Thank you. Don't trade Patty Kane. Um, 
Let's see. Where are you guys at on this? Uh, Brent Burnett says the Big Ten said no to the pack, uh, but of four corners going, then it's unlikely you double go Big Ten, but not Big 12. Listen, you guys. And I asked this question again today to somebody I was talking to. I have not heard a single Big 12 invitation accepted by a Pac-12 school. And there's all these rumors flying about, and I see everybody tag me on Twitter and Instagram, and I don't believe that there is a current Pac-12 member who's like, damn, dude, we got to get to the Big 12. I want it. Who wants to call Brett Yormark? Got to get still water. Water. How can we get to Lawrence? Anybody got uh, anybody got a map? Anybody know where Manhattan, Kansas is? Rock Chalk Jayhawk. Anybody know how to get to the damn damn Christians down there at TCU? That's not happening. And again, maybe I'm way off base. Well, you I'm are no a YouTube hack. I'm no I'm no Wilner and Kinzano. Um but I have not heard a single time that Oregon, Washington, the four, the four corners. I love schools. that. I love that too. Oh, the four corners. The four corners. Hell out of here with that. I have not heard one Pac-12 current member willingly calling the Big 12. You have to check it before you wreck it. There was this story that Washington, you know, had reached out to the Big 12 and said, hey, we want to join, but you're going to have to give us an out clause for the Big 10. Can I, can I? Just, okay. Because it's garbage. So when you hear this pure stupidity. Right. Right. When you hear this stuff, do you ever just stop and say, um, man, that sounds really dumb. Brett Yormark, who has not put a step wrong since taking the helm in the Big 12. Don't you know who I am? Do you really think he would invite... Any big Pac-12 member to join the Big 12 and say, you know what? Why don't you come join our conference? But you can leave if the Big 10 comes calling. My fucking ass. Do you really think he's going to do that? Why would he do that? So just play the game with me for a minute. Yeah. So Brett Yormark, and let's play the Washington game. Because this is the one that's particularly stupid. Because who's driving the bus in in the 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 Pac-12 right now? Gonzaga. No, it's Washington. <laughs> it's Washington, right? So Washington's driving the bus in the Pac-12. Yeah. They are. They basically are are writing policy. Uh huh. And so you think that the the president at Washington is is going to get on the phone and she's going to be like hey brett uh we want to join the big 12 but hey guys and we like you we like you um but you know listen um we like the big 10 more <laughs> so um if the Big Ten should call me and ask me to prom, we're going to go to prom with them. The answer is yes. But they haven't, so we're going to go to prom with you. Okay? And listen, I want you to know I like you, but I'm in love with the Big Ten. And Brett, your Mark's answer is going to be, oh, yeah, okay, cool, let's do it. 
Here, let me give you, and, and by the way, the other thing that these idiots don't want to admit about this, and, and I am rarely the guy who is going to name call, but you're an idiot. If you're the guy that's out here being like, oh, hey, man. So you think Washington is going to leave the Pac-12, and let's surmise, let's go really low. They get $20 million. $20 million. That's what they're getting in the Pac-12, right? $20 million a year, and let's say it's five years. Okay, yep. So not That's, too long of a commitment by TV It's $100 million. Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. So you think that they're going to go, and what what are they going to get? They're going to get 70, 75% share once they join the Big 12. Because you don't really think those hailbillies in Stillwater are going to approve 100% membership for Washington. What's up, big bro? Because I got news for you. They're not. So you think that they're going to go for their $31 million. And, and let me do some quick math. I think that's $23 million, well, right? Back, so if back you get of the iPhone calculations. Back of the here. iPhone calculations. 31 yeah. times 75%. That's pretty much so. Let me get this right. You're going to leave the Pac-12 where you're making $20 million to go to the Big 12 for $23 million. <laughs> Why would you do that? Yeah. Where you're instantly, by the way, if we're being honest, you're irrelevant in basketball, which, which you're not irrelevant in the Pac-12 basketball. In the Big 12, you're not even a, you, you shouldn't have yeah. a basketball team. Yeah. Don't even open the gym. In football, you're, you might be mid-table. You might be middle of the pack in football. So let me get this right. You're going to leave this group of 10 people that you are hugely aligned with, right? Because th this group is educationally aligned. Like we're, we're feeling good. Like everything's right. good. Three best friends you ever had, right? So they're going to be aligned and you're going to leave and go to the Big 12 for essentially a $3 million payday. Hell no. And that's assuming that the Big 10 or that the Pac-12 doesn't get a better TV deal. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense to you at all? What if the pack were to get thirty million a year? So you're going to leave to get seven million less? Like, what sense does that make, dude? Yeah, it, it makes absolutely no sense. Finally. That Washington or Oregon, like, why would you leave the conference that you're in now? Where, and again, I know people think that academics don't matter, but I'm telling you, like the 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 president at Washington, Anna Marie Koss absolutely cares about education mm -hmm. she cares about the group of schools and they are for better or for worse any way you want to slice it for better or for worse in in the in the pac-12 they are all philosophically aligned on educational issues right do you think she's going to go to the big 12 for like a three million dollar payday in a complete misalignment does washington on any level do you really think Seattle, Washington fits with Stillwater, Oklahoma, Manhattan, Kansas, <laughs> Dallas, Texas? Do you really think Was Seattle, Washington fits with Provo, Utah, or Houston, Texas, or Cincinnati, Ohio? No. What universe are you living in? Uh, Do you understand that that makes absolutely no sense? It makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah. I. This is why this stuff kills me. Uh-huh. And I just, man, like, what are you going to get in the Big 12 that you're not already getting in the Pac-12 if you're Washington? I think. Or Oregon. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I think the only thing, if you're Washington and Oregon, that would be 
even minutely attractive would be if, you know, you already know that, you know, you, like you already know what the TV deal might be. Like, let's say that as an example, not reporting this, I'm just saying as an example, let's say that Washington and Oregon already knew that, that they were going to be on Apple TV and it was going to be 20 a year. And they were pissed about that. And so they wanted to make some jump to prove a point. Like it'd have to be something like that that was personal, something that, you know, maybe doesn't make business sense right now, but they need to prove a point or they need to get out or whatever. It would it would need to be like a eject button type situation for them to do that. And I don't see why this group, and again, I don't know if we still have it, that statement that the Pac-12 put out last week or whenever that was about how everyone is, you, you know, aligned and, we're, you know, all in lockstep and everything's hunky-dory. Like, look at this. Look at this. Right at the end there, right? Success is a conference and united in our commitment to one another. So you're saying that this got run by all the presidents. And it did. And then, so you put that out. And now they're going to go and do this. It just doesn't make any sense. And the problem is, when we really get down to this, Oregon and Washington philosophically are not aligned with the rest of the conference when it comes to how... Tier one gets distributed. Oregon and Washington want that to be on traditional TV. They want it to be on TV. They want it to be on ESPN or, you know, whatever, right? Ideally, Fox, CBS, one of the major players in the TV landscape. And the rest of the players who are sitting by silently are willing to go with the flow. So if it's Amazon for tier one, if it's Apple TV, whatever, they're cool with that. And so the biggest problem here is even if George was to go and get the Amazon portion done, let's say, Brings that back to these schools. Washington and Oregon aren't going to get down with that. And the only way they would get down with that, in my opinion, is if Amazon was able to cough up like 50 a year per school yeah. on some big-ass deal. And we know that's not going to happen. Yeah. What's up, James Knight? Good to see you, my friend. Um, yeah. The other thing real quick on this, the other thing real quick on this that, that I would point out about this do you really think Washington and Oregon are going to go from being top dogs in a conference where they run the, the whole thing? Yeah, it's their to, sandbox. To being irrelevant. And and if you don't believe me, like John Wilner, I, I believe, has written about this in the last 12 months. I, I don't subscribe to John Wilner, so I don't read all of his stuff, but like Oregon and, and Washington, and really it's Washington because Oregon doesn't have a president. Right. Like, they're the ones running the Pac-12. Look, George Klyovkov reports to her. And whether you, whether you want to embrace that or not, do you really think Washington's going to go from having the voice in the conference to being no voice in a conference? Yeah. Think about that, dude, for, for, a, couple, it, for a couple million dollars? It just doesn't make, that's what I'm saying. It'd have to be personal. It'd have that's, to be emotional. That's walking around. They, that's how much they spend on number two pencils in that school. Yeah. Like, let's just be realistic about it. Be realistic about it. It makes me crazy. It absolutely makes me crazy. Tanner T says, Oregon had, uh, had more leverage than USC did last year. Oregon SC, UCLA, Utah, Washington, in that order. Why, again, is Washington driving the bus? That's completely wrong. Yeah, you don't I, understand, dude. What happens on the football field is irrelevant in terms of who's running the conference. Yeah. It, I Currently today, Washington, Oregon, Arizona State, and Arizona. Those are the loudest voices in the conference. And why is that? Take a second and really think about it. Why? 
Why is that? Well, that's because USC and UCLA are gone after next year. So they're not going to be running a they're conference. They're not part they're of you, UCLA yeah. and USC are not party to these conversations at all. Yeah. They're Texas and Oklahoma. This has nothing to do with TV viewership or or nothing. as far as meaning like and I want to be specific cuz I don't want my words to get taken out of context here, but it doesn't have anything to do with TV viewership from the standpoint of who's running the conference. I, I mean again, if you're going to take that your take there Tanner, Utah should be running the conference. They're the best football team in the conference. They've won the conference 2 years in a row. They've been to the Rose Bowl 2 years in a row. Like if we're going by that measure, it should be Utah, but we all know Utah does such a piss-poor job promoting itself that they would never compete for viewership with Oregon and USC. So yeah, that, that take just isn't relevant, dude. And if we're talking about viewership, where's Washington State? Because they're putting up a million views a game. Yeah, which nobody I mean, knows about, by the way. I, I just You have to understand the politics of the Pac-12. These people are not sports people that are yeah. making these calls and decisions. These are business people. These are educators. That's it. That's all. That's it. Football is a line item to them. It's not a way of life. It's the reality of it. It's an important one because it brings them visibility. It allows them to, I mean, if you watch a Utah football game, they get to run a Utah football commercial or a University of Utah commercial, right? Like, There's value in it for certain, but not much value sentimentally. Yeah. Honest to goodness, I don't think any of these presidents are diehard sports fans. And if they are, they wouldn't be making the decisions they're making. Yeah. Uh, Tanner T says average viewers, irrelevant. Irrelevant. And by the way, Seattle, Washington's now the, probably the largest market. I mean, that, the other thing people don't understand is that Cal and Stanford, tiny, tiny fan bases. Tiny. Fa Stanford has educational swag. It has zero sports swag. Yeah. Nobody goes to watch Stanford football games. Nobody. Nobody. Even when Bryce Love was there, dude. Like, Nobody. They weren't selling tickets. Nobody goes to Stanford football games. Cal has trouble getting people to go. Um, you look at, like, if it were all about viewership and passion and fan bases, Oregon State, Washington State, Oregon, Washington, you know, like Utah certainly would be in the conversation. They're not. Yeah. They're not. Uh, let's see. Blazed Bunny says USC ran the conference until they left. And she left. My God. Savage. The way they left. Brent Burnett says, Big 12 contract already has provisions in it for adding teams. It does. Uh, Brandon Butler says, they can renegotiate. There is language in the contract that says they will see an equal share increase for P5 schools. Correct. Correct. Yeah, this isn't but, a conversation around whether the Big 12 can add schools or how that would work. They can do that. But the, the conference, look. Don't get all this twisted. Don't get confused. This is not to do with the Big 12 in the sense no. that the Big 12, they can add schools. They can do that. But the conversation is, why would the Pac-12 schools, Washington and Oregon, and hey, if you want to throw the Arizona schools in there, whatever, why would a grouping of Pac-12 schools go to the Big 12 when we know what the Pac-12 schools think of the Big 12? Number one, just start right there. Like, let's not overcomplicate. They don't like the Big 12. They think it's below them. So why would they do that? Well, they wouldn't. And I think the other thing you got to remember is if you're Oregon and Washington, and let's say the Pac-12 folds, you're absolutely a commodity. Yeah. Why would you go sign a grant to rights in the Big 12? Why would you do that? And that's what I'm saying. This That, that point right there takes me right back to the point I made at the beginning of this conversation, you know, 27 minutes ago, which is, hey, the Pac-12 is never going to get a, a grant of rights done that includes streaming as a tier one. I just no. can't see it. And that's why 
I keep saying that that they should do their own production in house, and it and it and the fact that the news is coming out that they don't want to speaks to just how lost George Klyovkov is in this. It's shocking. It is absolutely shocking to me that this is where we are with the Pac-12. Like I, I don't know how we got here. All of our college football talk on this fine here program. As always, is presented by our good friends at uh, Barbecue Pit Stop. Make sure you go by any Barbecue Pit Stop in Utah uh, or shop online at bbqpitstop.com. They have the best equipment. I, I think we tell you that every single day. Traeger, Big Green Egg, Yoder, and right now the Traeger Ironwood XL. My God. Hook it up at Barbecue Pit Stop, bbqpitstop.com. Tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. You can chat with them online. You can buy out, you can shop online at their website. Make sure you get the Asado seasoning. Not only do they have the best equipment, but they've got the seasoning, the sauces, the rubs, the, the wing dust. They've got it all online, bbqpitstop.com. And again, make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. A couple more comments in here. Uh, on the Pac-12, Big 12, Greg Hawkins says, I have never thought about it like that before, Jake, but I think I might agree with you. Lean into the production since the shortcuts aren't working. And I, I just think you have to be open-minded to everything. You're at Apple TV, dude. Yeah. That, is there anybody here who thinks Apple TV is a step up or even a lateral move? Think about it this way. This is a money discussion at the end of the day, right? Like the, the whole thing is about money, about... You know, whether we're talking pro rata in the Big 12 or, 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 you know, 30, 50, 75 million a year per school, like the whole conversation is about money. So if it's about money, the proper way to go here, the way to get you out of trouble if you're the Pac-12 is to do the production yourself. And I understand, hey, if George, you know, doesn't have a team necessarily right at his disposal that has the know-how, okay, I understand that. But that doesn't mean you can't go out and find one. You're the Pac-12. Oh, he has it. They have it already. I mean, they have the infrastructure to produce live events. They do it already. So it, it makes sense. The problem is Amazon and, and Apple TV do not. Amazon farmed out their NFL stuff. I'm going to say Fox produced their Thursday night games for them. Apple TV does not do their own production in-house like that, which means... And when I say production, I don't mean, oh, hey, we have a production company that's making these cool graphics. That's not what I mean. That means hire announcers, hire producers, hire directors, hire cameramen, buy equipment, roll a TV truck up, roll all the cables up, run the cameras. Apple TV doesn't have that. Amazon doesn't have that. ESPN has it. And I was told today directly that the Pac-12 wants ESPN to be their third party, like their ghostwriter, their ghost producer. ESPN said no, because ESPN is already spread thin with their stuff. And one of the big complaints is that ESPN sends like their third, fourth, fifth level trucks to Pac-12 games already. Yeah, People are pissed about that. People are pissed last year that for the, the Washington State Utah game, Fox Sports didn't send their announcers in person. But... You, that's what you're getting right now. That's the level of priority that you have. So I, I just think you struggle when, when, you are, when you are the Pac-12, you have zero leverage. You have no way, yeah. no how, no way to say you're going to do this for us. 
You and because people are like, cool. No, we're good. We have the SEC package, George. We don't need it. Like that's literally the conversation. And the story here, uh, and by the way, all 229 of you, please give us a thumbs up. It helps the channel grow. The story here today that we broke, and we've had it before anybody else today, is that ESPN and the Pac-12 have not spoken in weeks. Weeks. And we told you a couple of months ago now, the number's 25 million. Between Amazon and ESPN, the number was 25 million per school per year for seven years. And the conference turned it down. They, were, they well, Again, Washington and Oregon wouldn't sign the grant of rights. <coughs> and Washington and Oregon in the Arizona schools told George Glyavkov on their call, we are not on board with 100% streaming of Tier 1 property. That is our, a problem, bro. Our best games, we're not on board with streaming. It's a problem. They want those games on broadcast. And I just don't know how you fix this because I also think people have this perception that the conference is only communicating, you know, on a, on a call here and a call there. That's not the case. The back channel communications, the not even back channel, these presidents are all friends. They're yeah. all business partners. They know each other. Yeah. So it's not like they're not talking. It's not like they're not having these discussions over dinner. It's not like on a Saturday afternoon, Patty and Steve you know. from Arizona or Washington State. Yeah. Do you think they can't pick up the phone and call each other? Like, I mean, they're doing that. How do you think USC and UCLA wound up walking out the door without anybody knowing? Hello. We're not available now. The, these guys work together. They talk together all the time. And uh, uh, that's what's amazing. Who is Utah's ally in the, in the Pac-12? Um, should be Colorado. It's not. But it's not. It, you, it, and this is the Mark Harlan situation. Who are your allies in the conference? And I'm not saying that Mark doesn't have relationships or... Yeah. I'm not saying that. But, man, these car people are just blowing me up, dude. What are they saying? Like, she's like, okay, I'm sorry to have bothered you. There was some confusion on our end and... You don't say. <laughs> it's so frustrating that you can't... Man, and I, I'm sorry to derail us, but... I'm trying to buy a new Jeep Grand Cherokee Limited. Uh-huh. And, and when it, you say new, you're looking for certified... Certified pre-owned. Yeah. And I'm trying to I'm trying to talk to people, and they just can't get out of their own way. It's crazy to me. Anyway, my point is, who is Utah's, who is Utah's buddy in the Pac-12? I don't know that they have one. Yeah. And it's, it's this whole arrogance, look down your nose at, at people thing where, ah, they're the new guys. Yeah, you know. You know, nah. Mm. Yeah. Like, who's watching out for the best interest of Utah besides Utah? Because Washington and Oregon are working together. Yep. Arizona and Arizona State are working together. Washington and Washington State are in lockstep. UCLA and USC. Who, who's, who's in lockstep with Utah? I, I don't think there is. I mean, it, 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 I, don't, I don't know how you fix this. Yeah, you don't. You don't. The conference goes away. And if you're Taylor Randall, the president of Utah, like, I'm just, I'm just asking, like, what do you do here? How do you fix this? Yeah. Uh, Brandon Butler, a member of the program, says, Washington or Oregon do not want this deal to go through. If two years, it, it, no deal is done, they can just walk away. What I'm telling you now, if there's no deal done in March, they're walking away. 
I don't, I don't think people understand how dire or how important the next month is for, for the conference. This is a code 10 abort. I mean, and you could see, look at all of the people who want to talk about this. This is a huge moment in time for the Pac-12, my friends. Well, and I think for college football overall, too. Yep. San Diego State, what's up, Glenn? He says, Stanford has a vibe to it, in my opinion. Having been there numerous times, McCaffrey probably felt the same way. Yeah, but... I mean, what does that mean, though? Who's gone through there since Christian McCaffrey? I mean, like they on, have been. Dude. I mean, they have been awful. Yeah. And the other problem at Stanford, obviously, it's Notre Dame. It's hard to get into. It's really hard to get into. Yeah. Like, it's not easy to get into Stanford University. It, I mean, it is. I know a ton of people who have tried to get their kids in there, and it's impossible, dude. Yeah. It is. Even if you're a gifted athlete, it can be tough to get in there. Uh, Dan Kinnersley, uh, our newest member, by the way, says, Apple TV is great for watching Ted Lasso, but not for real live sports. Ding. Facts. Exactly right, dude. That's what we were talking about yesterday. They don't do live sports. Forward-thinking trucker. Didn't George get hired before Brett? I, oh, yeah, way before Brett. I wonder if Brett interviewed for the Pac-12 job. If he did, I bet they're kicking themselves all over that fail. Yeah, I don't. It, but who is Brett Yormark? Brett Moore, Brett, hello? Brett Yormark comes from the entertainment industry. He's a deal maker. Yeah, he gets it. He's an entertainment guy. He understands the thing that you, you have got to be able to do is unify. You have to, you're, you are secretary of state. As a commissioner of a conference, you're secretary of state. You have a deal. Right? Like, you've got to be able to go over here, go to the north, go to the south. Hey, man, you know what? I need to get down to the Bay Area. You know, like, I got to, I got to make sure Washington, I got, man, you know, Utah, I got to make sure that Kyle Winningham knows how much we value that football program. You're constantly, do you understand how difficult it is to go from <laughs> Temple Square to Mill Avenue? Do you understand how difficult it is to go from a party town like Tempe, you know, to up to, to Seattle, Washington? There's some wild shit going on right now. To Corvallis, to Eugene, to Spokane. Nobody wants to go to Tucson, but you get my point. You know, like it, you have a, a very vast group of people with very different ideologies that are unified through education who really don't care about sports. And that's how I look at it. Yet you have a guy like George Klyovkov who can't travel those circles and get those guys together. And it's why you hear all of these rumors. But again, I want to make sure we're on the record here. I don't believe that there is a Pac-12 school breaking down the door to get into the Big 12. I think if we get to if if we get to March and there's no TV deal, I think that's very likely it could happen. That's an issue. I think Oregon and Washington, the Arizona schools will be the first ones looking for somewhere else to go. The problem is problem is Kevin Warren's on his way out of the Big 10. They don't have a commissioner. I think Brett Yormark Brett Mor Brett the, you know what's the thing that really worries me is Brett Yormark could add Utah, let's say Utah wants to get in. Is he going to add Utah? Because that ain't a fourth time zone, dude. Think about that. What did he say? Mm. That he wants to add that he wants to go west. Yeah, they look at footprint, time zone. You know, he and he, yeah, he did say he wants to go west. It's a great point. He's already got BYU. And I know you hate that. And I'm not trying to drop a hammer on anybody, but it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a truth. You know, it is what it is. Greg Romano. 
Pac-12 will accept streaming contract with Amazon and Apple and call themselves pioneers of the media future. Utah is the home of pioneers. Come on. Maybe. Come on. He ain't wrong. Utah is the home of the pioneers, you know. Uh, M. Morris says BY- ESPN used BYU TV a lot for it. Yeah, I'm sure they did. I, I, I'm guessing, yeah, could be. Could be. Brandon Butler, MLS is actually putting pretty good material out on Apple so far. Uh, I am interested to see how the live games stream. The production is way up compared to what RSL was getting previously. Yeah. James Knight, would you guys, college football is bigger or more popular than the NFL? Would you guys say? I think it's close. I think it depends what town you're in, man. If I'm being honest, I think yeah, I would agree. in Salt Lake, I think college football is king because we don't have an NFL team. And I think that the college experience in the state of Utah is big. It's big time. It's really enjoyable. It's really cool. I can um, tell you for us from a business standpoint, college football does far more bang than the NFL does. Yeah. It's just the reality of it. Just the reality of it. Uh, Curtis D three sixteen rumblings at Arizona State. They are ready to bail. Oh, I'm sure a lot of people are ready to bail, but being ready to bail is different than actually bailing. Yep. Uh, John Dry says, "I hope ASU and AZ bail." Ron McClure says, "Not true." What's not true, Ron? Uh, M Morris says, "Almost like Washington and Oregon don't want it to work." Agreed. I think there's something in that. I think there's something in that. Uh, Dale Donuts says perhaps BYU can lease the pack their truck and one of their available digital channels not in use. Be nice. Uh, Johnny Rocks, any idea if a move to Apple will impact bowl affiliations? Well, the bigger issue is what is Apple going to do to drive viewership? What is Amazon going to do? Because, you know, one of the things that is it's really interesting is Amazon spends money to promote the NFL. Uh-huh. But Amazon doesn't promote money to promote to spend money to promote anything else. Like, do you guys know that there's sports talk on there's like every day there's four or five live sports talk shows on Amazon Prime Sports? I didn't know that either. <laughs> I didn't know that. I had no idea. Yeah. Did you know what do you guys know what Amazon Freebie is? I didn't know either. Uh, Brandon Butler, a member of the program, Washington and Oregon do not want this deal to go through. I, I don't disagree with that. Um, Greg Hawkins, Utah has no ally in the Pac-12. Our only ally, a real ally, is BYU. Yeah. I actually don't think that's that far-fetched. I really don't. CKS, what's up, CKS? Where you been? $25 million would probably be an okay short-time deal. Seven years, I can understand the resistance. Agreed. Uh, John Dry says, well, primetime like not being on primetime? Probably not. You know. San Diego State says Utah's buddy is Jake. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Buddy over there at Utah. Um, Greg Hawkins says 235 watching now. 241 watching now. Is that good or bad? Uh, that's pretty good for us. We've had a decent show today. Yeah, what do we got? 2,000 views. Yeah, pushing 200 likes. That's pretty damn yeah. good. If 10 more people hit the like button, that would be amazing. Appreciate that. Um, 801 West Valley says, watching the pack die in real time. True. Yep. I it agree with that. It is a slow death. I agree with that. David Kreitzer. What's up, David? I can't believe Arizona State is tempting fate by going so slow. Act. Dude, but what do you, what do you want them to do? 
And I, I hope that people, I'd say, you're a fan. So I understand you're passionate about it. But you have to be realistic. What do you want Arizona State to do? Because they can't pick up the phone and call Brett Yormark. They don't have the juice, dude. They don't have the juice to do that. They can't act on their own. They know they can't act on their own. Are you really telling me that if Arizona and Arizona State picked up the phone and called Brett Yormark and said, hey, it's Tweedledee and Tweedledickhead. Um, dickhead being in Tucson. Right, no, that's not really right. the point. Hey, it's me and you. You and Arizona. It's me and you, Arizona. Uh, you know, we'd, we'd like to join your conference. Um, you think Brett Yormark would say no? No, he would say yes. But do you think they would do that without Washington and Arizona's consent? Or Washington and Oregon's consent? I don't think they would. I don't think they would at all. And I don't think Brett Yormark would just take two. No. You'd have to take four. And why would he be in a rush? He is watching the decline of his biggest competitor right now. Yeah, I think the bigger conversation, we haven't even brought it up today, is San Diego State and SMU. I, I think those two, if Brett Yormark you know, were to get San Diego and SMU, as opposed to the pack getting those, that's a death knell. That's, and the, the, yeah. other, the other question I have is, if you're San Diego State, why are you in such celebratory fashion trying to join the Pac-12? Because the Pac-12 makes you more money. You don't care if that's going to burn to the ground. If it burns I, to the ground. I, you don't care if that's going to burn no, to the ground. because you just go to the Mountain West. Oh, I think, I think that's a... I disagree with that. Or or if you know if the death of the Pac-12 takes two years and you play good football and you can get picked up by the Big 12, you're in a good place. James Knight. Uh, I can see why you guys cover college football. The interest is clear to see in the comments. Yep. James, tomorrow's a huge NBA day on this show. Yes, it is. NBA power rankings on the show. We're going to do a deep dive on Joe Ingles and the length of the hem on his short. Um, that's tomorrow on the show. Can you measure it? And we're, gonna, and we're going to look at uh, Josh Giddy. And we Talk have been told, sources have told us. Sources. That the NBA logo on Giddy's jersey is eight tenths of a trisillimeter off. And oh, sure. Of, of course, I understand why people are upset. People are pissed. Doing deep dives. vitriol. Doing deep dives on those tomorrow. Just for you, James. Knight. No, but I will with your wife. We're not. But tomorrow's a huge NBA day on the show. Uh, Big 12 sought out your mark specifically, Mike P said they did. Correct. Uh, Dan Kinnersley says Utah needs to get over things and realize they need to jump to the Big 12 before it's too late and they end up as a member of the revamped Mountain West. Oof. I think it's already too late. But. I'm really worried about Utah. I am. I, I, I don't see... My biggest problem is Utah isn't Utah's biggest fan. Utah doesn't do enough to make sure that people understand that Utah is... You're the best football program in the Pac-12, man. And if you're not, you got to tell people you are because eventually they're going to get on board and believe that you are. But no, like, what does Utah do to promote itself? What does Utah do to say, hey, we're back-to-back Pac-12 champions? What does Utah do nationally? Like, you guys remember all the controversy over Bronco Mendenhall and the Austin American Statesman and we belong in the Big 12? And did that backfire? At the time it did. But what about in the long run? Seems to have worked out just fine. You look at Utah. What happens if the if the if the Pac-12 disintegrates? Mm -hmm. I'm really worried about the fate of Utah football because they deserve better, man. Thanks. Like, I don't think people understand the quality that 
Utah football brings to the field every night. Yeah, but here's the deal. You you deserve what you've earned, as you've always said. And they may have earned it on the football field, but you haven't earned it in marketing. You haven't done enough. Yeah. And and that's what matters in this conversation. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I really I really worry about Utah. Yeah. Because I I just don't see that there is I don't see that there's an appetite to take action to protect your best interests. You know, whether it's tweeting that we're not going anywhere or we're not leaving or <coughs> your former athletic director talking about how your your alumni are in the Bay Area. <laughs> Fuck out what of here. What are you about, talking dude? about, Bro, what are you talking Who about, cares? man? So let me get this right. You can't be in the Big 12 because your alumni are in the, the Bay Area. Hey, rocket science. I get it. You're... Hey, look here, I man. think people in their heads are like, oh, well, we're going to the... Man, Utah's got to move to Stillwater, Oklahoma? Better no. call U-Haul. No, dude. They're, they're staying on the hill in Salt Lake City. Like they're um, not, you're not physically moving. I just don't understand it. Yeah. It really bothers me. It really, really bothers me that I just don't... I don't see that you are advocating for yourself. I, I, I just don't see it. I don't. Um, Jackson Graham says, yeah, Utah needs to go somewhere before it's too late. Yeah. Uh, Steven Barkus, every episode I tune into, he says, but Utah, LOL. What does that even mean, What does that mean? What does that mean? Yeah, what does that mean? Uh, Gumby Too Sexy says, program, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, James Knight says, I was being complimentary for a change on college football. You were, and I'm proud of you, James. Yeah, James, for all of you who don't know, lives in Australia. Big Jazz fan. And James, I appreciate you, brother. I think uh, this is just a big story, dude. This is, this definitely trumps Jazz talk as far as YouTube's concerned. And I think, you know, it's a big, it's a big thing. It is a big thing. Yeah. Uh, John Dry says, I hope uh, Utah bails as well. Uh, Mark Floth C. Okay. Glad the Big 12 learned the hard lesson with Texas 10 years ago. Ron Nolan says, I'm giving up Pac-12 for Lent. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, maybe Easter they will rise from the dead. Probably not. Uh, Dale Donuts, if your mark were to say they would only be adding four schools max, does this create Pac anxiety? Probably. Yeah, the Pac's been having anxiety. I, I wouldn't disagree with that. Gary, good afternoon. Gary Siney. Am I saying that? Or Sinai? Siney? Uh, how about Gary? Uh, I started shoveling at 3 p.m. and just finished to catch the finish of the show. Man. Oh boy. Dude, my wife kicked ass today. I shoveled this morning. My wife went out and shoveled today, and it's just getting covered again. Stay hard. It's, it's getting covered again. You know. Um, how did Max Hall get into this, Gary? Max Hall said we are classless. Maybe we are paying uh, for it now. LOL. Wow. 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 Uh, your boy Jay says, did ESPN pull out of the TV deal? I wouldn't say they pulled out of the TV deal, but again, you know, we're reporting exclusively here that ESPN and Pac-12 have not talked in weeks and that ESPN has told the Pac-12 that, hey, we're at, we're at 10 million bucks a year on you guys. Football and basketball, we're at 10 million bucks a year. And the, the real issue remains that you do not have an alternative to that. Where are you going to go? Because Fox doesn't want football. Mm -hmm. They have a small appetite for Pac-12 basketball. That's really <laughs> it. CBS, ABC, and ESPN have other content. And I feel like George drug his feet. And we told you in August, Fox told them, we're not competing for your Tier 1 rights. We're not. We're out on Tier 1. We're the ones that told you that. And now ESPN has said, hey, 
We're at 10 million bucks a year for basketball and football. And we are not going to facilitate production for Amazon and, and Apple TV. ESPN is being savvy business practitioners here. Yeah. That's what ESPN is doing. You know, uh, Jackson Graham says, LOL, Max Hall, crackhead. Come on, man. Be better. Uh, 801 West Valley says, Maximus Hall, the goat. Um, James Knight says, on a more important note, Jake, are you back in the game yet? (laughs) (laughs) Eh, My enthusiasm is not there yet. Jake is uh, newly single, by the way. Um, James Chapman gives us a $2 tip. Arizona pair with BYU Big 12 takes two Pac-12 panics. Arizona's, well, I mean, it would be nice to have a Western enclave if you're the Big 12. I think you need it. But if you're taking the Arizona schools, how are you not taking Utah? Yeah. Are you really expanding just for two? You're not just taking two. I don't think. I don't know what you guys think. Yeah. Uh, CKS says, Utah lets everyone roll them over. I agree. And been a Ute fan for more years than uh, many posters here been alive. I I think Utah's a great program. I just don't think that they fight for what they've earned. Yeah. Program. And it bothers me. Uh, Greg Romano says, uh, Sinai is pronounced Saini. Oh, is it? Okay, Saini. Uh, let's see. Articat 0811, 85 degrees at South Padre Island today. God <laughs> damn. <laughs> let's go. More weather reports coming in, I see. Greg Hawkins says, main event, Utah finished 10th. USC finished 12th. What are you talking about? Well, at one point, after that win... USC was ranked ahead of Utah, yeah. which is incomprehensible. And who voted for USC over Utah? The Minnesota soccer writer, who somehow has a vote in the <coughs> AP football pool. Uh, you know, RDCAT0811, Hawaii to the Pac-12 makes, makes as much sense as San Diego State. Nah, I don't think so. Nah, it doesn't, dude. Actually. Southern California. Nah, it actually doesn't. Uh, M. Morris says, just happy to be in the great pack, Utah. I wish you were kidding. Uh, Robert Johnson. Mountain Johnson. West. Johnson. Uh, Mountain West takes Utah, Colorado, and Washington State to the Mountain Time Zone. Arizona schools, uh, Colorado to the West Division. Stanford, Cal, Washington, Pac-7, 16 teams, 8 West. Mountain has 8, 2 time zones, new TV deal. <laughs> you joke. I... I know. Everybody, everybody laughs at me when I say the Mountain West is just sitting there waiting to pounce on somebody. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, Greg Romano says, Jake, I have a niece who is single. Are you interested in attending what used to be called Mormon church services on occasion? No, I'm not. Don't have interest. It, and excuse me, we don't say Mormon yeah, on the show. Mormon's a derogatory term. We say Latter-day Saints. In God's name, image, and likeness. We got told off for that. <laughs> Uh, James Knight says, I'm off, guys. See you tomorrow, Legends. Hey, James. Dude, I appreciate you, man. Yeah, dude. Have a good day. I know we're, I know, do the time we do now is morning for you, so have a good day. Yeah, eight, it's about eight, eight thirty, nine o'clock in the morning in Australia. Yeah. Good to see you, buddy. Uh, Greg Romano says, thanks for the correction. Uh, David Kreitzer says, once Utah sees the Arizona schools dipped in the middle of the night, they will wake up. Well, unfortunately, you might be dead at that point. So cool, you woke up, but you woke up in purgatory. Right. Okay, what is 801 West Valley saying right here at the bottom? 801 Buddy West at Valley. The bottom right there. What, what, what does this mean? Jake, if you switch teams, let me know. What the hell does that even mean, dude? How should I say this? Um, he would 
like to make love to you. Stay hard. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> you know. Uh, Art says a Sunbelt Mountain West merger, coast to coast conference. Neat. Hullabilly says WTF. <laughs> 801 West Valley <laughs> says. <laughs> The depths of your singleness are amazing. What is that? Why? What does that mean? You, I mean, everybody's offered you their third cousin, and you're like, no, I'm not ready. I, no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I am not ready. I Look, didn't say. Huh, listen to me. Dude, hold I am on. Hold saving, on. I am listen, living George a chaste. I'm, I'm living listen. a, outside <laughs> of my palm, I am living a chaste lifestyle. <laughs> and look, I love you. And I appreciate your third cousin, but she's got to get in the gym. This is inaccurate. Yeah, she, need, does some, need, she does some squats, dude. That peach ass coming in. I need tier one cousin, not tier three. You know what I'm saying? You know, look. If, now, if, if, if you had offered me, let's say like your neighbor's daughter's best friend. Uh -huh, okay. Right. We could talk about a blind date, but your third cousin, let's be honest. Her eyes are not aligned. They're not like one's looking over here and I'm not sure. Is she checking out Jimmy in the movies or is she <laughs> looking at this, you know? And Morris says, Jake is the pack of dating. <laughs> nah, man. Nah, man. Don't hate on me like that. Come on now. Ah! Oh, my God. Gumby Too Sexy says, tier one cousin sounds so sus. <laughs> hey, man, your cousin's mid, bro. <laughs> <I'm gonna laughs> you need to step your cousin game up. Oh, my God. Greg Romano, if you're Colorado, are you interested in returning to the conference that you left? Probably. You're interested in making um, money. Hullabilly says, tier one cousin demands more uh, than an e-card on Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Hullabilly. I'll remember that. Okay. Okay, that's how we're playing. <gasps> Jake sent his now dumped girlfriend an e-card on Valentine's Day. Didn't you guys her, make it didn't get her anything so else. terrible. Jesus. And, and the best part is, the best part is, it was like, I like you. The the cop no, the top of the card said, it said I like you. Oh, it's not what You're it said. You're nice. That's not what it said. And then inside it was like, hey, Your here's, sources suck. here's a voucher for a free gym membership. Dude, that's not they true. They have lots of treadmills. That's not true. <laughs> not true. That's not I no, what did the e card true, say? Dude. I'm not gonna I tell you. you. I wanna be with it's you terrible. forever. And then he calls her the next day and he's like, You out, man. You out. Mm hmm Next comment. Uh, Jeff Johnson. Hey, Jake. Good luck. Every man deserves not to sleep alone in an apartment every night. Prayers. <laughs> yeah. Maybe one day, bro. 801 West Valley says straight to the spam folder. Yeah. The e-card riff is back, Jake. It's fine. Do you regret the e-card? No, I don't. No, because she all. liked it. Yeah, she did. And I do nice stuff for what then was my girlfriend all the time. Joshua Mose says the Monty Show sponsored by eHarmony. <laughs> Mike P says, Jake, you got to get you a thick girl. I don't know about that. <laughs> I ain't about that life. Cody Strickland, my guy. What's up, dude? Did you find your dog in the snowdrift? Monty, you know how to kick a guy when he's down. Who, me? What? Not a no. good question. No. No. Anyway, Ron Nolan uh, clarifies on the church. They don't want you to use the abbreviation LDS either. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Well, they can... <clears throat> okay. Pack your shit. Let's go. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not spitting that out every time, dude. I'm not. Uh, 
If, if Mormon is illegal to say LDS, it is. Then I'm saying I'm all, LDS. I'm all in on I, I LDS. I just don't. I don't care, dude. Don't forget that Bucked Up is the official energy drink of the Monty program. In the description below, uh, there is a link for three, not one or two, three free samples on the Monty show. Hey, Monty. All you do is click the link, three free samples. You get a free shaker as well. They'll send it right to your front door. It's amazing. Go into any Utah Bucked Up store. Tell them you heard about it on the Monty program. We'll give you a free energy drink. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.